Some of these podcasts were recorded just prior to Toby Hooper's tragic passing on the 26th of August, 2017. So we have chosen to only discuss his death in our final wrap-up episode. Hello and welcome to the We Are Geeks Horror Channel and our Texas Chainsaw Massacre retrospective podcast where every Friday we'll be covering a new installment in the classic horror franchise. Warning, this podcast contains strong language and spoilers throughout. The We Are Geeks podcast series is published by WeAreTessellate.com and We Are Geeks is not affiliated with any of the rights holders of the films referenced and no infringement is intended. Hello, welcome back to the We Are Geeks Texas Chainsaw Massacre retrospective podcast, where every single Friday we're taking you through another episode in the Texas Chainsaw franchise, leading all the way up to this week, the new film, 2017 Leatherface. I've been your host throughout, Al White, and joining me on this entire morbid journey is (laughs) Alison Holland. Hello. And Justin Macaroni. Vroom, 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 ring, vroom. What? Ring ram. ram. <laughs> You've got some sheep in your chainsaw yeah. there. Uh, we made it, guys. This is the end of our journey. There will be another podcast up next Friday where we're going to wrap up. And that's where we're going to talk about stuff we haven't been able to talk about. Pick some of our favorite elements from the movies um, and all of that stuff. It but felt, this, is the one. Really short. this is why we started to felt really short. The series. Yeah. It, was a, it <laughs> went by short, really just quick. <laughs> It was a Did breeze, it? wasn't it? Yeah, this this <laughs> all watch. went by really quick. <laughs> Am I sensing sarcasm? <laughs> so when we started this, like, and we'll get into it in the wrap-up properly, but when we started this, this was the series that all, I think all of us were a little hesitant to get into. No one was a big, big fan nope. of Texas Chainsaw. Ali was excited. I was not a big, big fan, but I was very excited to start I was a it. big fan of Texas. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of good things from Texas. You got... As you should be. 10-gallon hats. Allie. Texas toast. Um... Barbecue, cowboy boots, uh, cowboy boots, cowboy guns. Allison, cowboy guns. <laughs> this is that's yeah, it. Lots of Allison. So I was like Texas Chainsaw. <laughs> you didn't even name tacos or queso. Have you ever even been to Texas? Yeah, you know tacos come from Mexico, though, right? You're welcome. Have you ever been to Austin and had <laughs> breakfast tacos, Tex-Mex style? <laughs> I don't believe in that. Now I'm just gonna get, tex- get your Tex-Mex. I've been to Amarillo. Or they give you donuts for free because they have that southern comfort. <laughs> uh, hospitality. Comfort, you know, same thing. I'm happy for you. <laughs> All right. Um, Anywho. So here we are. 2017 Letterface directed by Alexandra Bustillo, Julian Mori, uh, written by Seth M. Sherwood, starring Sam Strike as Jackson, Vanessa Grassi. don't know if it's Grasse or Grasse, Grasse. as Lizzie, Stephen... Steve, is it Stephen or Stephen? How do you say it? Is it S T E P H? I go with Stephen. P H. Stephen. Okay. Stephen Dorf as Hal Hartman. Lily Taylor as Verna. Finn Jones as Deputy Sorrel. Sam Coleman as Bud. Jessica Madsen as Clarice. And James Bloor as Ike. Um, so, there's some weird facts about this movie before we get into the meat of it all. Um, but it, so let's let's okay. So let's go into this. 2013. Texas Chainsaw 3D. That was last week's uh, podcast. 
We all gave it a kind of mixed review. It wasn't our favorite. It wasn't our least favorite. It had moments, I think, yeah. uh, that we enjoyed. It well, Immediately, they went into production on another movie. Um, the director was originally going to be involved with it. Um, and the writer... Seth M. Sherwood, he'd, he'd actually, he was an uncredited writer for London Has Fallen. Remember that classic? Uh, London Has Fallen. <laughs> but this film had a lot of troubles. Um, they, they basically went straight into production it. Uh, at the company, was it Millennium? Um, where is my notes? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, Millennium, um, and we're going to make it. And Lionsgate, we're going to put it out. But then apparently it was it was kind of talked about too early and rights were still tied up with other companies and there was a whole bunch of legislation with it. Um, so yeah, they ended up actually shooting it in 2015. And this is the first Texas Chainsaw film not to be shot in America. It was shot in Bulgaria, uh, which, you know, we'll, we can get into <laughs> with our resident Texan, how convincing that is yeah. and no or not. Um and yeah, they picked these two directors. Now, for people who don't know them, Alexander Bastillo and Julian Mori, they're French directors. Um, and I, this is the thing that got me really excited. Um, I didn't know when this movie was made in, in shot in 2015. Um, but yeah, they directed a fantastic French film, which was part of the new French extremism movement called Inside, um, which is about a woman in her third trimester of pregnancy whose house is broken into by this older woman with a pair of uh, knitting needles and scissors at other points in the film um, who's basically trying to get her baby out of her um, and it's really fucking horrible uh, really mm. well shot it's a very very cool movie it's up there with Switchblade Romance or High Tension um, and other movies like that as as part of the best of New French Extremism uh, they then went on and did a film called Among the Living which actually shares a lot of similarities with this movie um, and then another film called Livid which is pretty chilling. They're very stylish directors, and France just... I mean, they've kind of come out of it now, but they were the, the leaders of horror for a while. Um, and I thought it was an inspired choice to get these cool directors in who can, you know, who aren't scared to push boundaries in their previous films. They like getting really nasty, but they also lend a grace and an art, artistry to things. Um, so I was pretty excited, even though the writer was kind of an unproven property and the idea of doing another prequel uh, was not something that I was interested in. Uh, you guys, we've seen one prequel so far, if I'm not mistaken, which was yep. Texas Chainsaw Massacre at the, the beginning, beginning a few films ago. Did you want to go back? Were we excited <laughs> for another prequel? Teenage Leatherface? Is this is that a prospect that you were uh, interested in? No, not really. <laughs> the series has been so all over the place for me with prequels and sequels that don't follow the rules of what the previous film has set for them that i was honestly just kind of like sure do another one i wanted the musical (laughs) it can't be worse than the i would have loved the musical but i didn't think it could have been worse than the other prequel that we got yeah You've both been saying that you've been waiting for that Texas Chainsaw comedy to come along, one where they just basically have fun with it and make it jokey. Um, It's definitely not what we're getting with these directors. They like serious horror. They don't like putting too much joy in their films. Um, But it's a different type of miserabilism from the sort of torture porn miserabilism we got uh, before. Just to make it clear, because I don't know if you guys got this from the movie or not, but this film 
the only continuity that the writer was worried about was the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Texas Chainsaw 3D, the film we reviewed last week. So it's meant to be part of a trilogy now, essentially. Um, and all the other films they wrote off. So there are little Easter eggs in this film that lead into both of those films um, and set things up for, yeah, like that estate that she gets in Texas Chainsaw 3D and stuff like that. Did you notice that in the film or did you just feel kinda, this is completely I kind of felt like thing? there was a little Easter eggs, like the, the cop car and outfit and stuff. I feel like that was right, connected right, right. to it. Jedediah being the name yeah. or Jed. Yeah. I assumed it was Jed. Yeah, there's so many names for the family throughout this series. It really it gets so confused. It gets muddled. And, it's, and this movie obviously purposely confusing us even more, which we'll get into. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the film was shot in 2015 and then it was meant to come out in 2016. Uh, it got shelved by Lionsgate and no one seems to know why. I've read a lot of interviews. The writer doesn't know why. He secretly started to hope it would never come out, not because he didn't like it, but because he kind of like this romantic idea of it becoming one of those lost horror films that people hunt for and sell for hundreds of dollars <laughs> online or something. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, it was just shelved for a year for some reason. Um, it eventually came out in a weird way, it had a world premiere um, at Fright Fest in London, which is the festival that uh, we love and normally go to every single year. This was the only year I missed it, so I missed <laughs> the premiere of this. Um, and then it went straight to Direct TV on September the 21st in America before having a limited theatrical run on October 20th. You guys are in America. That's how you saw the movie. You got to go to theaters to see this. I'm in England. Yep. I did not. Uh, was So my first question to you guys is, how hard was it to find screening for this? How big was the screening? And was anybody there? Uh, it was <laughs> pretty hard to find it. There's only like two. There one. were only two theaters. Oh. One of them was like 30 miles away. Yeah, we're not that diehard Ooh. of fans um, to travel 30 miles no. to watch <laughs> a movie. Um, also, there was people there. And there was also a person, I don't know if they just got off a flight or they lived there. It was interesting. Oh, the woman, yeah. right when we walked in, who yeah. had, like, all of her stuff with her? Yeah, that was interesting. One of the... So, we were both wearing, which we're all wearing right now, our Leatherface t-shirts. And one of the girls... I got there before Justin did, and one of the girls who was working there got super excited when she saw my t-shirt. And I was taking photos <laughs> of the sign and sending it to our group message. And she was like, do you really love, like, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre series? And she started talking about how horror is everything to her and she loves horror films so i advertised our podcast she may or may not be listening <laughs> <laughs> nice very nice well but she was cool so there were passionate people there um the theater was not full at all but it all it, right, there okay. were more people than i anticipated so you went it wasn't opening night was it? it was like the day after or a couple of days after yeah it was like the 23rd or 4th okay so, so we've been out for a few days. minutes so yeah yeah, yeah. well at least there were some people there, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I'm very intrigued to see how well this movie does because it's a hard platform to tell. Like To have to have DirecTV to watch it, to get it early, which was a real shock. They suddenly just dropped that on people. Everyone knew it was getting a limited theatrical run, but to suddenly be, no, it's coming to DirecTV right now and you have to pay money on top of that as well to then rent it. You know, It's, yeah. it's a big ask of people and a difficult way to release your film. Um, but in quite a, a lot of movies, like Cold of Chucky's done that and we're going to be talking about that in the next podcast series that follows this um but anyway so yeah strange way to release it um i've 
had to watch this movie a couple of times uh, to get all the notes that I need for it. But yeah, unfortunately, I did not get to see it in cinemas, which was upsetting for me. Uh, Toby Hooper is down as executive producer on this. I don't know if you guys noticed oh, that. Um, <clears throat> he sadly died a uh, day after this film was premiered at Fright Fest. Um, we've, we have a disclaimer at the beginning of our podcast saying we're going to be discussing him and that a little bit more in our wrap-up, so I don't want to get into it here. But apparently I read interviews with the directors and they never even got to meet Toby Hooper um, or have oh. a conversation with him. So they were kind of... Not frustrated by that, but they were, yeah, just sad. They never got to meet this horror hero. Especially if they shot this in 2015. Yeah. That's interesting that they never interacted with him. Dang. Yeah. Nothing at all. Um, And they said they just signed on because, you know, uh, it was was a Texas Chainsaw film. They loved the original. They jumped at a chance to get to do an episode of it. They said in no way were they trying to compete with the original. They just wanted to make an episode. And if it brought anybody new to the series, then... They thought it was a victory, basically. Um, and they liked that the, the screenplay, they got to do some rewrites of it, but they liked that it was very different from anything else and wasn't following the formula that the other films had done. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, the original sequel was just going to be called Texas Chainsaw 4. This one was then quickly called uh, Letterface. And then during the period where it wasn't released, um, <laughs> yeah, a, a company called Lightning Pictures brought out a film in England in January of this year called Leatherface. And on the front cover of it is a masked chainsaw brandishing figure. Um, and they got in a lot of trouble for this. It's actually a repackaged <laughs> version of a sequel called Playing With Dolls Bloodlust. And it caused quite a lot of controversy in the horror realm uh, for just really terrible advertising and kind of really treading on where that fine line is of when you can rip other things off and just kind of yeah. try and profit from them uh, the director Rene Perez came out publicly though to apologize and said he's against the title change but he was powerless to stop it the sales agency didn't even inform him that a sale was made in the UK <laughs> which I partly want to say because I don't think people always understand how this stuff is done and it's important for people to realize directors often don't know what's going on with their movies <laughs> they're not always yeah. told everything that's happening um and I feel people jump on Twitter and start placing blame, you know, unfairly. Uh, but it did finally come out. It's here right now. I'm really excited to talk about this movie because we. Ha- I'm guessing you two came out and shared some thoughts. I have no idea what either of you thought about this. I know you don't know what I think about this film. Um, <laughs> so I'm excited. It's our last time. Yep. They may never make another one it's again, right. guys. Uh, if they do, we're getting <laughs> back together. You better still have these oh, shirts. <laughs> we are, yeah gonna get it framed in a glass portrait then how can, then how will you Justin's be able to face. wear it and you break it with a chain break it with a chainsaw when <laughs> the new break movie comes it with out a, yeah exactly <laughs> that's how we'll open the podcast gonna get the t-shirts out we'll of retirement it. yep are all three of them gonna be together <laughs> yeah 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 are we all gonna live in together ab- in an abandoned in our, in our shared no, home <laughs> no we'll leave it in an abandoned texan shed because ah. there's only one of those apparently in texas <laughs> Just one. Really, we'll get to it. All right. <laughs> so we open the movie uh, on the Sawyer home, founded in 1845. It's a birthday party for. Now, it took me almost the entire movie to get his name down, but it's Jeb, is what they're saying with B, isn't it? Like Jebediah. I thought or it was it? Jed with a D. Yeah. I That's thought it was what I Jed thought it was. Jedediah. Jedediah. T 
two. Oh, is it, it is Jed. You're right. You're correct. Oh, okay. So I have written it down right. But towards the end, I started to think it was Jeb and I got it wrong. So, mm. uh, yeah. So birthday party for Jed. We're in, of course, the Sawyer household. Um, we're now in 1955. Um, I had to do some exterior research to figure that out. And it didn't say it. You're they don't explicitly anyone? say it. They, no. The one that we Did saw it had it on the screen. It said 1955. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Right. yeah. And then it yeah, gave no. us like a 10 years later message. Yeah. I got the 10 years later message. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And you started off by saying 1845. That's when well, the Well, no, the Sawyer uh, home says it was founded, founded in 1845. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The story takes place. I don't know if that's... Colonial times. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I would watch that film. I don't know if they're trying to suggest that the Sawyer home... Sawyer's have been doing this stuff since 1845 with that, or... I, I don't know. Because once again, we're going to get into that thing of, are they cannibals? Are they not cannibals? Yeah, right. Like, um, and in this one... In this one, they seem to jump back and forth yeah. a lot with certain elements, but... Well, they open... The birthday uh, cake is... It, yes. I'm assuming organ meat. Yeah, which... <laughs> it's organ meat for meat. sure. We're assuming human, but we don't know, like, for yeah, sure it's that's human. Fair. There's a I lot of animal carcasses. It could be pigs um, or cows. Yes. So we're in a birthday party for Jeb. He's five years old, um, and it's kind of, it looks like an inauguration, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a whole roster. We've got his mother, um, Ours who's played by Lily Taylor. It, 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 oh, yeah. They never really specified if it was mom. Mother or aunt, yeah. maybe both. Yeah. Yeah. That's true i guess uh yeah uh played by lily taylor um who's a great um genre actress yeah. so you'll know from the conjuring recently but she was fantastic in, like the classic john cusack movie say anything and uh, she's been in tons of stuff um and then he's yeah you got a family you got a little fat kid who looks like a fat boy scout who's he's got a like <laughs> confederate hat <laughs> he was <laughs> yeah he was not a great actor. And then the older one kind of looked like they tried to get someone who looked like Matthew McConaughey did in 1994. Yeah, a little bit. I think he's, me- he's meant to be the hitchhiker. I read through some yeah. interviews. Um, they-, they are trying to like keep all of those characters. You got the grandpa character, albeit younger as well, uh, quite considerably younger. Mm, yeah. Um, and yeah, they have what they call a thief um, who supposedly has stolen some of their pigs <laughs> yeah it's easy to do that you can just pick them up and run yeah that they've tied up they've tied him up to a chair um and they're basically trying to give him well they're giving him some a piece of cake which is yeah as you said full of some sort of intestines which is and so parts. weird that it would be oh we're gonna make a cake a meat cake like really really i doubt they would do <laughs> hey this sort of episode of this sort of episode of friends they're just trying to replicate rachel's trifle Uh, trifle meat pie yeah um the thief is swearing that he didn't steal their pig so they gag him um and then they give jeb his chainsaw (laughs) a little on the nose i find oh yeah (laughs) five now we've talked about it before we've excused jessica beale for not saving one of her friends because i legitimized those chainsaws are so heavy she probably couldn't lift it how about this five-year-old right (laughs) Mm-mm, definitely not. And he's he's, he's pretty scrawny. But he's got a lot of willpower. Yeah, <laughs> so I think he could. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I do like how they're um, making him... He looks kind of a little bit worried, but then also like he's sort of enjoying it, but like he's enjoying it because of the crowd mentality. He seems to like... He's not sure how he feels he's about He's very vulnerable. Situation. Yep. Um, and then the mother says to him, remember, bad people like him are trying to tear our family apart, but we're not going to let them, are we? We're going to um, tear them apart. Which is... Yeah, exactly. So then start chanting at him to pick up the chainsaw. Um, and we get a lot of in-your-face handheld shots of just like, yeah, ugly people screaming and grinning and all this stuff. And he revs the chainsaw. Everyone gets excited. And I don't know if you guys thought this was weird, but the titles start during him revving the chainsaw, not like in a big bang or anything. They just sort of creep onto screen one title by title. Um, I didn't notice that. Yeah, which I found interesting. Uh, a kid hesitates and then he gets pushed by I, st- I don't know the relationship of all these people his uncle, his brother, his father I don't know I was assuming brother but I guess it could be uncle it could be I anything I, really, be I don't of- understand any of these people really in the family and how they're related and if they're all de- actually a part of the family or if any of them would just join the family I don't really know um mm. Uh, yeah, so he's pushed by one of them and then he saws through the supposed thief's leg, uh, but he still can't finish off the job. So he throws the chainsaw down. His mother tells him that it's, he let them down, but it's okay. <laughs> and the <laughs> it's family's a all quick right. <laughs> it's like, you suck, but hey, it's all right. I we still, still love you. you. We still love you, but you really, you really let us down there. But step it up yeah. or that's you next. Yeah. Uh, so then grandpa smacks the thief in the head um as he's yeah been, as we've been told he used to be amazing at and he shows his prowess here and then we get the title some texan country acoustic guitar twang <laughs> so how are you guys with this beginning like coming straight in here we are in classic texas chainsaw territory here we're in the house lots of ugly people Chanting to do stuff. They're all entitled in the way that only the Soy family seems to be. There's the whole thing, you know, of everyone's trying to ruin our family. It's like, he maybe tried to steal a pig. <laughs> That's like, maybe. And he's, he's even professing that he wasn't trying to steal a pig. I don't know if he was meant to be working for them prior to this. And then they just took a dislike to him. Are you happy to be back in this world? <laughs> I kind of was. I honestly didn't really mind the opening. I like seeing what who we're assuming is to be is gonna grow up to be Leatherface as a kid I like to see him being hesitant yeah it was definitely so it worked it was uh definitely a little bit more vulnerable I can't even say it right now vulnerability um with yeah. the Jed you know Leatherface um I, it, yeah it was it was not very clear who was in like the relationships of everyone um i was just like this cake is this cake movie is kind of dumb they should have just done a pie um because if they had cake <laughs> the cake Meat is what's pie. upsetting yeah you. it upset because it was just i'm like it was his birthday yeah i got that but then i was like man if these are people who do all this other stuff like the cake is just i get it like it was just too much like oh we're gonna make you think it's a normal family guess what it's got blood and organs inside haha ha, we tricked you. i'm like dude just do a pie it would have been more clever you'd be like oh yeah that makes perfect sense this is that kind of family like they wouldn't make sugary pie and like try to disguise it they would just have this pie 
you'd be like, oh, they made apple pie. Like, that makes sense. They're not baker, like actual <laughs> sweets bakers. And then they would cut it open. There'd be like all this blood and maybe a finger or something. You're like, oh, okay. I get it now. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, they're always, I think with this series, they've always been walking that line between, oh, this is a bunch of just rote, cliched hillbilly hicks. Yeah. And we're going to write them as far into the extreme cartoonism of that as possible. But then, oh, we want you to take them seriously as an operating family. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's just this weird constant dichotomy in this series of like, well, which is it? You know, like there's not, there's, and we'll get to it in this film for sure, but there's plenty of points where they seem almost normal. Yeah. And that's times. the thing is and that then, the mom seems really smart. And I'm like, why would she make a cake with meat in it? She she knows those two don't mix, <laughs> which is like so keep coming back which to is so upsetting to me. But I did like, <clears throat> you know, the the peer pressure aspect. I did like that. Sorry, the cake thing pissed me off. I was like, you don't fucking <laughs> no, but I I'll, yeah, sorry. I'll be honest. I am with you because it's like it's. It doesn't, it is, it is a frustration for me, yeah, with these movies. Like, I don't understand why. Like, when they're just crazy in the first one, and it's just this crazy, deranged family, they're never pretending really to be nice. It's always just batshit fucking insane yeah. with them. It makes sense yeah. to me. But in these movies where you're seeing them, like, yeah, the mother clearly has intelligence to her, and she has nurturing to her, and I like those aspects. I like that we're doing that. I like that we're seeing it more like a family unit. But then, yeah, stuff like that just doesn't make sense. It's like, clearly that does not taste good. Yeah. If you're into eating human parts, I get what you're saying. It's like, yeah, all right. But yeah, like in a sugary treat, no. <laughs> people, people Twinkies is not tasty. Yeah. Like blood does not mix yeah. well with sweets. I mean, it's I don't imagine eating like, you know, jerky covered in frosting. That does Maybe I'll try that, actually. I could be wrong. Yeah, you would totally. You, know, you have that. chocolate you covered would. bacon. Yeah, but that's bacon. That's like something that has you know like deep fried. <laughs> this is just like it looks straight out of just like, oh, we didn't cook it's any. It's not of it. cooked yeah. at all. For yeah, sure. maybe it's, if you had like if you had rare. like candied candied fig finger candles yeah. or something on the top of the cake or something <laughs> like that. Or, but this was just like sloppy, just intestines yeah. just shoved yeah. right in there. Which for starters, you couldn't even bake like that. It yeah, it wouldn't work. work. It's not. It, yeah, it doesn't look like they tried. Yeah. It looks like they just put it on a plate and put frosting over it. Although it has you'd have to make the cake to it. And it has it the shape of a cake. Yeah. Oh yeah, you'd have to make the cake, hollow it out, and then put this in. So what did you do with that delicious inside? So it's just grandpa sitting in the kitchen eating it all they to fit feed the it to the pigs. <laughs> they give the pigs get the you cake. You get cake. We eat either humans or uh, you. But yeah, I'm initially. I mean, uh, I I kind of. I, I'm a little worried for this opening, I'll be honest. I'm kind of like, oh, okay, we're back with this family. We're back with... I don't like all the ugly shots. They're kind of going between these nice shots and then these ugly shots that are up in the faces of people. And it's a pet peeve that you guys know I have anyway. It's why I don't like Moulin mm -hmm. Rouge very much and things like that. I don't like up-close, sweaty <clears throat> people in cameras just, like, laughing and shouting and stuff. I find it too ugly. Um, and so I'm a little bit worried with this opening uh, sequence. But it's over pretty quickly. We get the title. We get those Texan country acoustic guitars we learned it's 10 years later so we're in about 1965 now we meet a young couple who are driving down a dirt road they're making out and then they swerve to avoid what looks like uh well we can't really tell it's like a pig or a cow or something yeah, yeah. uh and then it's betty and her boyfriend what's his name i've got it written down somewhere I don't think I, maybe i didn't get his I boyfriend didn't even write it down yeah 
Uh, Betty gets out to investigate the strange creature, um, which of course she would. Uh, despite her boyfriend calling out to her and telling her to come back, she decides to continue to walk over towards it. Um, and then it suddenly stands up, and it's a young boy in dungarees wearing a cow's head uh, who's like been hiding under a cow carcass. No, it's um, a pig. And she it's a could. Pig. Is it a yeah, pig carcass? It's a pig's it? head. Okay. It definitely has a cow's head. It's a cow's head, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a cow's head. But it's like skinless. It's like hairless. But yeah, you might be under a pig carcass. It's a weird shape. It's not as big as a cow would be. Especially on a small child. Well, it could be a calf or something. Pretty sure it was a pig. Because they have pigs. Yeah. Yeah, no, I know, but it's definitely... I went back to rewatch it to check. And it's the same as what the posters are, which is the guy standing there with the cow's head over his head. Um, so, yeah, she continues to walk over towards the kid for some inexplicable reason. Uh, and then the kid asks for help and runs away into a field. Not yes. at all a dubious yes. help thing me. to do. And runs away. Yep. Uh, while still wearing the, the, the cow head. And Betty pursues him. Uh, I kind of, I'm much happier immediately actually with this, to be honest, even though we're still in rote slasher territory and people are making stupid decisions. I do kind of like the imagery of the kid with the cow head on. And I like this immediate thing of clearly it's the family trapping someone. And I don't know if we've seen them really do that before. People tend to fall into their lap or they chase people down aggressively. Yeah. Actually trying to trick someone. Yeah. I'm not sure. Wayne's, that's also... Yeah, if someone's wrapped up in like a skinless cow outfit, why why would you follow them? Why would you follow them? Well, it's a, I think they're playing on the thing that he's a kid, so she's clearly worried about him because he's a child, and then he yells, "I'm or help me or I'm scared or whatever he says," and then runs away. No, I'd be like, well, which he's clearly he's clearly not injured. Yeah, I was just called the police. He's standing, yeah. and then he's able to run. But I think they were just playing on the idea that he's a kid, and yeah, yeah. most people would help a child if a child were in danger. Well, and plus, it doesn't work for so many reasons because we're in 1965, and you're out in the middle of nowhere, and people just kids ran around in 1965. It wasn't like you were not so worried about children at that point. They had a lot more freedom, um, and then everything and. Yeah, I don't want to keep coming to it throughout yeah. this movie, but this movie does not fit with the period of 1965. Yeah. The the words people use, yeah. uh, they they talk about bipolarism, which wasn't identified <laughs> until the 80s. Yeah. Um, the first girl here is wearing a skirt, which you would not have in 1965. It's so yeah. short. Yeah. Where you at, girl? Um, Where you at, girl? <laughs> well, no, no, um, but no whatever. accent there at all. It's just... Where you at, girl? That's the best line. I mean, Game of Thrones. <laughs> Do you, yeah, there's two people from Game of Thrones in this movie, but we'll get there. Um, so yeah, she runs after the kid. Her boyfriend just can't seem to be bothered, basically, and hangs out by the car. Um, and she arrives immediately at some abandoned farm buildings. And we get it for the third time in the series, the tracking butt shot. Um, uh, yeah, which is, uh, for me, not as good as the first one. Definitely not. But even though, not to get too objective, but even though Jessica Biel has objectively a better butt, it's that weird handheld shot in the Texas Chainsaw remake, which I don't really enjoy. And this one, it is a gracious dolly shot and it looks grand and we're going through like long grasses and you see the barn. It does have a similar feel to the original, um, which is kind of nice. 
Then she enters this barn because why wouldn't you? Uh, finds hanging bones, t- still doesn't leave. Um, and then the kid reappears, and I guess he triggers a trap because she falls through the floor. But we don't really see what he does. Um, and then some of his family appear from the shadows and tell Jeb that he's done a good job. And Betty's impaled on something. Can you make out no, what no, she's she impaled No, no, she wasn't impaled. She fell on, like, some metal shit and broke her back. She has a lot of blood, though. Yeah, I, I feel like... I was confused about where all that came from, because at first I was like, is there something... I thought she had been impaled on something, too, but then it just looks like a bunch of... Like, she fell into a, a box a of vat of sorts. blood. <laughs> but... I felt like yeah, I felt like it was a huge bear trap or something yeah. underneath her, but you don't really I see thought, anything. There's a circle. Yeah, or something. I thought there, were, there was like a well or something down there, or some like metal ring style stuff, and she fell on it, yeah. smacked her head and back on it, and just was internally bleeding. But okay. also at the same time, I'm like, um, mm, that fall from that height, I don't think she would also land it perfectly on her back on that. But you know, what am I gonna do? Science. Yeah. She's the opposite of a cat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, and then they winch an engine above her and drop it on yeah. her uh, as Jed removes his cow head and watches. Have we seen the family being this just sadistic before? Because, I mean, we're getting into that thing of are they using her for meat? Because that's not yeah, really... Yeah, that seems like a silly way to get... <laughs> yeah, your meat. And also... To kill her yeah. and then use her body. Yeah, and also, it. yeah, I don't know. They. She wasn't trying to tear the family apart. Yeah, and ev- yeah. Like, I guess we're not introduced to the idea of Leatherface yet, so it wouldn't make sense for them to be worried about making sure her face is unharmed. Yeah. No, but that, that's my thing. It's like, I, no, definitely not. But that's my thing. Is like I still don't understand the motives of this family. I don't understand uh, if they're trying to get meat. Then I like that idea of them tricking people and luring them somewhere. But that's not unless you're pulverizing. We're trying meat, to make with make soft uh, beef. You know, when you get the little hammer, you beat the meat so that it uh, is tender. Tenderized. We're trying to tender her goodness. <laughs> well, but so the first guys sweet and tender. Like call him. <laughs> they call him a thief. So that's the reason they're killing him. Is yeah, because he's interrupted with their <laughs> sure. If anyone steals from you, you kill but them. That's the logical thing to don't do. Touch our pigs. Um. But then it it turns to them trapping people and going out of their way to drag people in. So it's not just like, oh, if you interfere with our family, we're going to kill you. It's now also like, we're going to come find you and then also kill you. Yeah. So that's what I mean. It's like I needed a scene or something to clarify from the mother. And I don't think we get it. Of Did her kids then, is this just them playing and they went too far because she's kind of desensitized them so much? Is she a little bit disappointed? If, no, we don't do it like that. Because I feel like... I would believe the situation more if she's like, no, look, when people mess with us, we kill them. Or if we're making a business out of selling barbecue meat from them, we kill them, whatever. But for her to be disappointed in this kind of thing, like, no, you don't bring trouble to our family. Like, you don't do something like that. But there's nothing like that at any point. No. Um, so I don't really know if the kids do this all the time, if they're meant to be doing this, if they're not meant to be doing this, what their intentions are with Betty's body. Like, yeah. Also, it was it's a strange, the weird cousin hitchhiker guy. I think it was like he was the more sadistic one that just like goes around killing. Yeah, yeah. that's that's true. Yeah. We did get that before. Um, and then we cut to an irate cop turning up, who's played by Stephen Dorff. This is Hal Hartman. Uh, he's the father of Betty, and the rest of the cops are already Not on the scene. my baby! Uh, they caught, <laughs> they've caught one of them, which is Drayton Sawyer. Um, and then the boyfriends 
<laughs> says to him, I couldn't get to her in time. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> like, he he's even a move horrible from the car, actor, dude. though. He, I, I think he like does a yelp or a cry right before he starts talking to him, and it was just so bad. <laughs> uh, Stephen Dorff. So, do you, uh, Ali? Do you know who Stephen Dorff is? No, a cop. Okay, he's very famous to my generation, um, and I thought he was just one of those people who'd done loads of stuff. But I think he's mostly famous for Blade. I don't know if he really oh. did that many other things that he's famous for. Uh, Justin, you a Stephen Dorff acknowledger? Stephen Dorff. Was he the first Blade? He's the, the yeah, cool, the first the blade. cool yeah, vampire yeah. guy that gets like stabbed with all the yeah. needles. He's the main baddie. Yeah, he was cool, man. Yeah. He's in Public Enemies yeah. as well. He was also in that horrible computer game movie, Alone in the Dark. Yeah. I felt like he was a bigger deal. He's one of the actors him. that from my generation, you just know him. And then you look him up and you're like, oh, he really did very yeah. little. <laughs> of consequence, yeah. anyway. Um, how do you like him here as Hal Hartman? He, He's over the top. Yeah. You damn... It just seems crazy that your kids are always there. Dude, well then freaking pull out... What is this? Search warrant. Search their home, you dumbass. Yeah, Which he yeah does. I have real problems with, well, he says he's with this scene in terms yeah. of in terms of where uh, yeah where where they're trying to like where he's he's telling this uh, which one is he Drayton Sawyer that he's going to arrest him and then he says you can't arrest me like for finding a body and then one of the cops is like he's right we ain't got nothing on him <laughs> and it's just I ha- it's just so mind boggling it's like as if before CCTV cameras cops could never arrest anybody because unless you were there as they murdered someone yeah you would be able you to prove anything yeah you'd be able to pull them into custody for suspicion you know or like for questioning. Yeah, or for questioning you yeah. found a body they're gonna take you in and ask you questions about it really frustrates me uh, yeah. but then Verna Sawyer turns up and yeah like I said Lily Taylor she's a great actress I really do think she's a great actress um, and she's a great boon for this film she wasn't actually their first choice which is interesting um, but she turns up starts shouting at Hal Hartman telling him to let her boys go they clearly got a history between them and I have to say this is the moment where the film pulls me in like I really liked this dialogue between the two of them I really liked um, I really liked how Hartman, even though he's overacting, I like him just saying to her, "Look, you take one of my kids, and I'm going to take all of yours." And then he threatens to her that he's got, that she's a liability to her children, and that he can have them taken away from her because, yeah, she's putting them in dangerous situations. Um, and she's she's a, such a good actress that she grounds this whole scene and and makes you feel the pain that she's actually feeling and how much she likes loves her children. And um, I don't know. For me, this is. Everything else in the movie so far, I've been like, I'm still not sure. It has a different flavor to it, but we're seeing the same old shit. And then this was the first thing that I hadn't really expected, and I liked turning it around like that and hurting her in a way that wasn't physical. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, you guys, yeah, how you feeling so far? You, it's the- <clears throat> um, yeah, I like, I like that, uh, that way of. Um- how it was handled instead of just being like, Oh, I'm going to kill one of your kids or beat them up. It was just, I don't know, made them more than just crazy people who were going around killing. There was like actually a little bit more, you know, like she really was the, the uh, it's all about family. Fam- if anyone tries to take terrorists apart, we'll tear, th- tear them apart kind of thing. But it also didn't make sense as to like why they just randomly killed her. 
especially if it's like the sheriff's daughter and it's such a small town <laughs> you you yeah. would at least yeah. know like oh that's the sheriff's daughter we probably shouldn't kill her right that was yeah. confusing for me is i didn't i mean obviously you find out it's his daughter as soon as he shows up which is cool but it is like you know theirs is a tiny town you all know each other so it's weird that that would be the person you go to the thing that did make me happy is the fact that police were involved this early in the film just because that's a normal thing that humans would do and i know that's been that's a problem that i have with a lot of horror movies is that the characters never do the logical thing which i think is one of Mm -hmm. the things that we talked about liking with um the reboot from with jessica beale is that at least they're acting the way we would have acted and they're acknowledging we should call the cops or we should go to a hospital so i was happy that they had law enforcement involved this early on Mm. yeah no i agree this is the moment for me where i'm starting to feel the groundedness that this movie's trying to go for um because like i said those first two scenes were still in texas chainsaw territory and this is the first one where i'm like okay you're going to be doing something a little bit different a little bit you're bringing mm-hmm. some drama into this rather than just the horror tropes whether it works or not is a different matter but i do appreciate that you're trying to do something different and yeah. more grounded um and then we skip another 10 years uh forward yep. Uh, and we're with <laughs> so we're at the Gorman House Youth Reformatory um, Gore where doctor <laughs> Dr. Lang is explaining to uh, new, uh, new nurse Elizabeth uh, about the kids who are there so this is basically uh, not all of the kids but a lot of the kids there are kids that were then taken and we find out it was during the sheriff he then went on kind of a rampage um, of taking in kids who uh, were in danger or situations with their families and putting them into foster care, um, but into what we quickly find out is a, a, a sort of it was almost treated like an insane asylum, yeah. really, in, in many ways. Yeah, it was. Um, that's also not necessarily the best environment for them to be in. Uh, the new nurse Elizabeth, who's played by Vanessa Grass, um, she quickly, uh, well, she seems a very positive outlook on life uh, is quite affirming um and immediately for me it's like okay here's our final girl that's who we're setting up here um and she meets jackson and bud or buddy um jackson who is played by sam strike and bud who's played by sam coleman um so who are these actors? So Sam's all of these actors, it must be said, nearly every single one of them, other than Stephen Dorff and Lily Taylor, are English actors. Um, presumably because they're shooting in Bulgaria. It's the easiest place to get English-speaking actors from. Sam Strike has been in a long-running uh, soap opera here called EastEnders. Ah, uh, EastEnders. But he's also in a couple of episodes. You yeah, know EastEnders? <laughs> yeah, he's in some of that. Uh, but he's also in a couple of episodes of the new David Fincher show on Netflix, Mindhunter. Mind freak! Uh, <laughs> which is really good, by the way. Mindhunter's excellent. Uh, Vanessa Grass uh, as Lizzie. Uh, she's a model and she's been in It Came From The Desert and Robo-Shark and uh, some other genre films like that. Um, and who's the other guy we're talking about? We are talking about Sam Coleman. He's in some Game of Thrones. Uh, I think just a couple of episodes. Not much else, to be honest. So she meets up with them and there's an immediate report that goes on here between her and Jackson. Jackson's immediately very flirty with her, um, which I find strange. <laughs> um, and they're very clearly setting up 
the kids are the good guys, the doctor is the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the situation we're getting into. So this is something that's recurring in this film, is when Leatherface is going to be your lead character, and they're clearly trying to make us empathize with him straight from the beginning and understand his situation more, you have to have other bad guys. Um, and so far, we've had the introduction of the cop, who's going to become more of a bad guy, as we see later on, with his extremism of how he reacted to his daughter dying. And now we have the doctor in this... Uh, mental institute kind of reformatory as well um i'm gonna yeah and then we're gonna get another couple of bad guys pretty soon they're introduced almost immediately as well um how let me just get to that yeah it's basically straight away uh but just before that we get one of the teenagers attacks uh elizabeth while she's talking to him um and bud steps in and protects her so obviously there's a big ruse in this movie uh, anyone who's listening to this podcast knows we're tearing it apart so i presume you've seen it um we'll get to when it happens later on but are you guys just presuming obviously bud is leatherface at this point yeah or do you i have totally thought initially bud was yeah leatherface. And i was like dude that little kid got so just because he's like a big guy yeah yeah they're playing into the tropes of what you'd expect it's like it's very typical the horror prequel territory a little bit chubby long hair a bit greasy quiet clearly has some you know slight mental problems as well going on has right. a good side but also has a disconnect with violence um how are you feeling though? like accepting it as what it's giving you which is that this is leatherface and you're going to presume that for the majority of the movie i'm guessing i've already read some reviews where some people guessed where it was going much earlier uh, i did not i'm not ashamed to say I didn't expect this movie to be trying to outsmart me. <laughs> I very much thought it was just going to be giving me and I'd eat whatever I was given. Um, but it does try and pull one over on us and it did completely on me. I didn't get it for the entire movie until we get to it. Um, and I like, while I feel they're playing them too nice at this stage, I kind of like this dynamic. I kind of like being with the kids and being more on Leatherface's side. Um and, I mean, we've spoken about it before. I'm not interested in that prequel idea. I don't really want to sympathize for Leatherface. But I'm finding it's kind of grounded in a way that I was enjoying. Yeah. I'm with it this whole time. This made me really <clears throat> excited that it was taking, or at least this part of the film yeah. was taking place in a asylum-type setting. Um, just because, we've talked about this before, I think having Leatherface in not i mean i guess it's not a public area but it's around people other than his family and one victim i like the idea of having him around a bunch of other people and then it's even more exciting that all these other people have a lot of mental or physical problems whether they're bipolar or they've been abused or anything like that i think it's a really interesting dynamic to throw leatherface into yeah i mean you got i also like the yeah, little I mean- sign did you guys catch the sign? It said, you will not be punished for your anger. You will be punished by your anger. Yeah. It's like, that's uh, a, fun, that's a, good a fun little cheesy. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I don't like so much in this is the doctor, to be honest. It is like, I don't like this. We always have to have a baddie all the time. And you have this evil like doctor. Um, and then we get introduced very quickly to Liz. Comes across a girl in the in the bathroom who's trying to have a cigarette in there. Uh, but she's putting a bald mouse into another inmate's <laughs> mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Super random. Um, <laughs> which is, yeah, very strange. I don't know what the end goal with that is. Um, 
And then goes on to smoke and Lizzie tells her that she can't and the girl says that she has special permission from Dr. Langham. I don't know. That seemed quite suggestive to me. I don't really me know too. What I was like, oh, there's some sexual abuse going on here. Yeah. Great. Yeah, definitely. Which would have been interesting uh, but, if they came back to it or like went with that. Yeah. Yeah, but they don't at all. Um, but then Lizzie tells her that she's not allowed to have a cigarette, so she gets all angry with her. So we immediately, within two scenes, we set up, all right, there's a friendship between Jackson, Bud, and Lizzie, and there's already an enemy with who I will, from now on, call Cigarette Girl. And I hope you'll both be fine with yeah. that. Not Mouse Girl? Because uh, I didn't know she's Cigarette Girl. Burns. <laughs> I didn't... Oh. You don't see that <laughs> I didn't, yet. You see it on her face. Her I didn't eye. get her name. Like her left. I didn't notice uh, it. Yeah. Yeah. Like on the side of her face. Yeah, I didn't notice it. And I didn't get her name for so long in the movie, I didn't know how else to refer to her other than Cigarette Girl. <laughs> so by the time we find out her name clearly, I was like, fuck it. Yeah, I wonder where they got that name, I though. Clarice. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah, and then we get Dr. Lamon, who says uh, she should be careful of Bud because he bludgeoned his last foster family into a coma for taking away his dog. Allie, fair reaction or unfair? Absolutely fair. Although I believe the correct word they meant to use was puppy. Yeah. Agreed. Um, then Lizzie bumps into Jackson in the hallway. He warns her that Dr. Lang has a chamber of horrors and maybe she can help them out. Uh, she tells him that he's going to get out someday and then smiles at him affectionately. <laughs> and then gives him a kiss. Blows him a kiss. Blows him. Blows him. <laughs> Steady. Away. Uh <laughs> So, yeah, this whole Chamber of Horrors thing to me is just so rote and just so... I'm just, I hate I hate this stuff so much. It's like, what are they, what's he trying to do? I don't even know what he's trying to experiment. Does electricity hurt? Seems to be the only thing. It didn't seem and like yes. he was trying to experiment. To me, it seemed like he's just a sadistic dude who was like, you guys are all bad and I get to electrocute you and act like it's going to help you heal or make you better. Which doesn't like, I mean, as a doctor, you don't get to be a doctor. It's so much training. I can understand doctors who then take their practice too far. That I can understand. I still don't necessarily want to watch it. But the ones who are just like, no, I like causing pain. It's like, well, you'd never have made it through medical school. <laughs> yeah. I think, like, it's, I think it was supposed to be on the edge of like electrotherapy that they did back in the day. But it was just right. him. Like, Being an I, asshole. I think, I think they needed like a line or two for him to be like, uh, this will be this will make you better or something like that, you know, kind of like really pushing yeah. I'm that, doing his this medical for you. practice. I'm doing this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. For your own good or something. Yeah. It yeah. Hurts no, me. I agree. It hurts me more than it hurts you. <laughs> While smiling and cackling, <laughs> <laughs> rubbing his nipples. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, so yes. then we get. Yes. <laughs> we did more. I was that in, in 1965. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And we get the return of Lily Taylor, uh, Verna or Miss Sawyer. I'm going to keep calling her Verna because she goes by a few names in this. Uh, she turns up looking all smart and she's lawyered up uh, with an injunction that gives her the right to visit her son. Um, but Dr. Lang tells her that the kids have changed names so often that he can't pick out which one is Jed, clearly trying to stand in her way and fuck with her. Uh, so she gets all upset. He says that she needs a new warrant from the courts to force him to look for his records to find out which one is Jed. She says it took her three months to get the last one. And so he tells her to get on it quick because as soon as Jed turns 18, he's going to recommend a prison transfer. Um, so she gets all upset. Her useless lawyer 
just follows her <laughs> follows her around doing nothing. He is useless. Um, and and then she goes to use the toilet. Um, sort of blusters her way in there, basically. And we kind of get a scene coming back and forth with Dr. Lang's horror chamber. Has Jed in it with Jackson. They're going to cut Jed's hair. Um, I presume for the electrodes to go on it. I don't really know. Yeah. Can or I... Because they don't like long hair. Really quickly, were either of you confused that she went to the bathroom? Because I didn't realize. She asked for the laboratory. And I did not put together that that meant bathroom. <laughs> She's Oh, she said lavatory. And, he just yeah. like let her go and i was like why the fuck would you do that you're an idiot you work here and then later on when they came back and they were like he was like i can't go in it's the ladies room i was like oh the that, lavatory that makes a lot more sense i thought she said yeah laboratory and i was <laughs> very like, yeah, yeah, confused sure. about why, no, that, was, why that flew <laughs> Yeah, there was a couple of seconds where I thought she said laboratory until I realized, yeah, it was laboratory. Yeah, and then I was like, also, um, girl, you would just say, where's your bathroom or restroom? Where your bathroom hey, is. They're using, they're using oldie talk. Yeah, they're you know, using... So they here. Authentic. <laughs> they're, yeah, they're using British English talk. We don't say the laboratory ever. No. Where's your washroom <laughs> would be the old 60s. All right, America. Yeah. Uh, well, this is... a. Shot in Bulgaria is filled with English cactus. Yeah. <laughs> um, what are you going to do? Also, what? How did she. I Like, once your kid's in, like, you can't find them. That's the thing. That's supposed to be the thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. And why I would you put I them mean, so I close to their home? Yeah. Uh, He's just so going to be down stupid. the street. Yeah. And. Well, we don't know how far she traveled, to be fair. It could have been a few hours. Some I don't think it was that far because when they <laughs> escape, they don't really get that far either. Um, That's true. And also, why. If she always comes there and is so difficult, why did they not watch her? This is. Or transfer him earlier if she was going to keep coming in repeatedly trying to see him. Yeah. Seriously. I don't know. Like, I feel like, and I think Dr. Lang potentially likes having him there. I think maybe he enjoys fucking with her as well, what the power he has yeah. over her. I, like, I, having I mean, Jet there. honestly, it's probably they just don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Elizabeth is doing the rounds, and, the, uh, and then, yeah, Mrs. Carson creeps into the ward, and the others realize that she's gone. The alarm goes off. Um, Mrs. Carson wrestles with a nurse and steals the keys, screaming for Jed. Uh, Dr. Lang's using electricity on him as Lizzie finds the procedure and looks shocked. Oh my god. Ah, uh, look Com- what you did there. So this is the... <laughs> thank you. Shocked. This is the... Uh, <laughs> I mean, I guess this is the extra little impetus we need for Elizabeth to realize, oh no, this is a bad place. And then it all falls to hell at the same time. I, I guess it's just that extra little element to make sure she's not going to team up with the doctor and potentially any of the nurses because she's not sure who she can trust suddenly um so i do kind of like what we're getting at this point with her character and just not with her enough you know also it wasn't clear to me what kind of place this was because i'm like if this is you know juvenile delinquents the rest of the outcome would make sense but it, I, to me, it was like a mental illness slash midway house for kids who weren't adopted kind of thing. Yeah, whoever wrote this, they don't understand what it... I mean, this is a cartoon version of a one flew over the cuckoo's nest kind of situation of, for just crazy people, but then they're trying to pretend it's a reformatory. It's, yeah. it's very 
80s yeah. horror style messed up version uh but i'm kind of f- fine with that i'm just personally at this point hoping that this isn't where our entire movie's going to be so i kind of really enjoy it when suddenly it all falls apart the alarm goes off uh you got the mother running around trying to find jed and then you've got all of the inmates well inmates whatever you want to call them start sees this opportunity beginning to run loose jed starts breaking out of his chair at the same time which is a strange like i feel i wanted liz to come in and actively help with this situation i felt like she should be the one to break him out because clearly horrible things are happening and she's shocked by it i don't like all of these things happening at the same time and jed suddenly being able to break out of his chair when he could have then done that at any point seems like a strange huh bud Oh, Bud. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, I'm gonna keep. Sorry, I've I've written him down as Jed throughout this movie because I presumed that was Jed. So sorry, <laughs> if I do that, that's why. Um, and it feels to me like a good series of events from a screenwriting point of view. They very quickly build up a lot of characters. I'm not saying it's done in an expert way, but it works. You know, like I I get Jackson and Bud. I like their relationship. I get that Liz is very quickly in with them. I get. Uh, the payoff with Werner coming in and I get like the bad people we've established already with Cigarette Girl and what I'm going to be calling Sex Boy uh, <laughs> for the rest of the podcast. Um, so they have, for me, very quickly set up a lot of moving parts and I really enjoy this payoff where suddenly it all falls to pieces and the place goes crazy and Jed breaks out of his chair and he kills two of the male nurses immediately uh, and then Mrs. Carson's caught and taken away, so she doesn't actually get to find him. Um, and then Cigarette Girl's killing someone. Dr. Lang's ringing for help, locked in his office, and gets killed uh, by Jed, who comes in and smashes his face into a window. But Like, there's a lot of stuff happens. Sorry. <laughs> I gotta call him Jed. Just deal with it, man. Right? You're gonna confuse Everyone's everyone watching You'll get me. a plot twist later when we're like, surprise, he's not Jed. <laughs> <laughs> he's Jed until he's not Jed. Yeah. <laughs> We'll go with that. Um, and then you get like Cigarette Girl and, and Sex Boy. And I didn't know Siggy who he girl. was. Just like having, just fucking against a wall in the middle of this craziness that's going on. Is he supposed um, to be the same guy who like kind of assaults Lizzie when she first gets there? And he's like, ooh, I Yes, to find I out couldn't what? tell the difference. I thought it was Jackson yeah. for a second who she's having sex with until I realized who everyone <laughs> was. But... But yeah, in retrospect, yeah, Sex Boy is the one who assaults Lizzie. Earlier. Then he's the one who's having sex with her, and then obviously he's the one for the rest, rest of the movie. Ack. What a um, nickname for Isaac. Yeah, I know, right? Then they keep <laughs> calling him by different versions of the name. So I couldn't really figure cool. out what she was saying when she was saying Ack, and then I was like, is that his name? And then I realized when they called him Isaac that it was just a stupid nickname. <laughs> it's because that was a Texan accent you were hearing. Ack! Ack! Um, how are you guys doing with this? Because I'm like I say, I'm I'm really weirded out doing this podcast because I don't know where you're coming from. So I feel very vulnerable when I say I'm enjoying myself. Into unless you guys are like this. You're shit, enjoying yourself, <laughs> <laughs> judge, 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 judge. <laughs> I am. I like the scene. I thought the scene was great. I really yeah, like the scene too. Yeah, good chaos. Was- I like that they're going for like it seems like they're going for a way more fucked up coming from a way more fucked up point of view than the other ones have been other than it's been the same fucked up thing in all of the other films. This is like just way over the top with 
people who are mentally unstable just like chaotically running around where they're being kept and treated potentially and having sex and it's just it's clear and Ooh. the way they that Bud kills the other guy is like his eyes or part of his face on the glass so everything is coming from like a darker place which I am enjoying yeah. I like that the the, the main characters aren't necessarily bad. It's like the environment that they're in is really bad and toxic and hmm. um, everything else is dangerous around them. So they don't seem as, so you're more inclined to be like, Oh man, they're just like in a situation that they just can never escape. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I, I also was confused as to how did the other nurse with Lizzie die exactly because it looked like the guy was just like cutting her tongue and just swinging like just mixing it around in her mouth i'm like wait yeah she died yeah this is this is a weird like so yeah like everything the lights are blinking on and off it's i think it's cool it's kind of our first proper horror moment for me anyway um and then lizzie's hiding with another nurse and then uh, an inmate finds them and then kills this nurse like you say but it, you can't really tell whether he's putting yeah. a, like a scalpel or something into a mouth and kind of like incising inside it it made me wince but it kind of in a it good way weird. in terms of i can't quite tell what's happening so my brain's filling in the gaps and it seems horrible <laughs> in my brain <laughs> um which i kind of liked and then jackson saves her by killing this inmate um and we see he has a very violent side to him um but he's immediately very protective of her and they run off together. We get our first y'all of the y'all. film. This comes from Cigarette Girl. <laughs> Thought of you. Um, and then they get outside. Cigarette Girl and Sex Boy uh, <laughs> kidnap Jackson and Lizzie. Put them both in the trunk for some reason. And then drive off. But they find uh, Bud. I'm trying to rectify my writings <laughs> here. Just walking in a kind of zombie state alongside of the road. So they pick him up because they owe him one for... Uh, for hey, one. I owe you one it? for saving my life back there. I think he was in the chair in the same room as Bud. Yeah, so uh, he broke Bud him out of the chair. Out. Oh, so that was that was him in that room and not Jackson then. Yeah, okay. no, that was confusing me because they do look similar at the beginning, and it's hard for me to tell the difference between Sex Boy and Jackson right at the beginning of this movie. <laughs> um, yeah, and then they stop off, they steal some clothes. Jackson and Lizzie make a run for it and they capture and bring it back and and then they make <laughs> like um what's the line like do that again and I'm gonna turn you into strawberry pie. <laughs> Which sounds delicious. That's Ooh. the birthday cake they should have done they at the beginning of this movie. Um and then Sex Boy threatens to kill everyone if anyone bolts. And that's kind of really our one little scene for why all of these people are going to stay staying. together. So we've got, all right, let's count it now. We've got Sex Boy, Cigarette Girl, uh, who's the girl with the burns. We've got Lizzie, and then we've got uh, Bud and Jackson. That's our group. And we've really now finally got to what I see the setup for the movie is, is this bunch on the run. Mm-hmm. Um, really, Liz is just there because Sex Boy wants to have sex with her. That seems to be the only reason. Yeah. Uh, Cigarette Girl just wants to kill her all the time because she's clearly jealous of her. Jackson's trying to be protective of her. Um, and Bud's just hanging out. From yeah. looks he's also, it. I think, yeah, he and Jackson definitely have a bond. And he's clearly protective yes. of Lizzie just from the beginning when Sex Boy assaults her. That's true. So I think Bud's just sort of, of silent. He's, 
He's like the Indian character in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. He's just kind of silent, but he'll get shit done when it needs done. But <laughs> doing, basically. Um, so they say that they're going to go by Austin to see Sex Boy's mama and then to Mexico. Um, and then they can go to separate ways. Uh, and this is really where we start into the road trip aspect of the movie. So, Ali, we're out of the mental hospital. Is this convincing? Is Bulgaria working for you as Texas? Yeah, honestly, I didn't. I read about the movie after we saw it, and I didn't notice anything that felt off. And I even was surprised I texted you when I found out that Jackson was um, British. Because he's got a pretty good yeah. accent. So yeah, I think they've they, yeah, and the, the, they do a pretty good job of pulling all of that off. Yeah, they're all British, basically. I think they all do a good job. Like, I think I don't think there's anyone here who's really bad. Yeah, like really bad, um, which is shocking to say for any slasher film, but particularly a Texas Chainsaw film. Um, but I would argue this is not a slasher film um, in any way whatsoever. This is uh, more of a thriller drama with horror elements sort of sprinkled in. Um, but yeah, I think everyone's solid in this film. I really do. Yeah, I actually I think... Um, I have one person who I'm not so keen on, and I become increasingly less keen on, but we'll get to that later on. Um, but I'm really liking... Yeah, Verna's fantastic whenever she shows up, but I clearly didn't have her for that long because she's not in much of the movie um, and probably the most expensive person here. Or definitely the most expensive person here. Um, and I really actually think... Vanessa Grassi's our final girl. I really, really like her. I just don't like the fact that we're not getting enough time with her as the central. You know, I, I'm really kind of like, who is our lead character here? Who are we really following? Yeah. Um, I understand everyone. I like our main three people here. I particularly like her, but I'm just not getting enough of it. You know, um, I don't seem to be falling onto someone's storyline, and because it's Leatherface, we're very clearly thinking that Bud is our central through line, but we're seeing the least of him for sure. Yeah. It really seems to be our Jackson and Lizzie. Yeah. Um, so you guys are still convinced at this point that Bud's, Bud is our, our, our lead boy. I think this is actually, Justin leaned over to me at one point and was like, I bet Jackson is, they're making us think that Bud is Leatherface, but I bet it ends up being Jackson. And I was like, oh shit. And then I started oh, really? that way. Yeah. Yeah. My, my, cause uh, my suspicion happened when uh, Jackson ended up saving Liz, Liz or whatever. I was like, oh, he's the character that we're well, like, he's actually Leatherface. You're smarter than both of us. Yeah. yeah, I didn't see it at all. Even though when he's young, he's very thin and Jackson's very thin. Like, yeah, I, I didn't presume, think about that at all. <laughs> I just presumed he yeah, got fat later on. Yeah, um, but there's also... From also, there was that kid in the Confederate hat, and it remembered when there was like they were both standing by each other. It's like, oh shit, yeah, that's for sure that kid with the the hat. Where is that kid with oh. the Confederate hat? He was a kid. He yeah, should have been taken. That, that's away. what he's that's, saying. No, that that might be Bud. That's Bud. That's Bud. Do you think that's Bud? Yeah, because oh, he's I did serious. not think remember, about that. Because he's just like yeah, 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 like doing that. He was interesting. That's a whole different spin on everything. Yeah, I didn't think about that at all. Huh. Because, yeah, that was bothering me when I got to the end. I was like, how did they take away all the kids, but we don't see that kid again? Um, interesting. Okay. But she's not looking for him, though. That's a weird then thing. Cause yeah. She just seems to be looking for, for Bud. Jed. She's not looking for Confederate boy. 
Sorry, not bad, Jess. She's looking oh for my god, Jen. this is so confusing. Yeah, I guess yeah. that that must not be him then. I had just, I mean, I in the beginning, I just assumed Jackson's clearly a nice guy, and he took a liking to Bud because Bud's an underdog. Yeah. And so he yeah. became. Either way, they do they do have a great relationship in this. Yeah. Film, which I like. Um, but Jackson's yeah really protective of Lizzie's told to get undressed and change clothes and into a very elegant little dress that she yeah. wears for the rest of the movie. She looks very sophisticated in it. Um, yeah, well, well, Bud just seems clueless and he seems to be having fun changing clothes. <laughs> he keeps like taking, I don't know if it's a mistake in the edit, but he, he takes off his t-shirt like three times. I know. <laughs> keeps, I, like, putting it on. I yeah. thought I saw him put a shirt on and then they cut to a different shot of him and he still didn't have a shirt. I was like, yeah, you but just he's got a smile a on his face. On? He's pretty cute. So, like, maybe he's just enjoying himself. <laughs> it's his favorite time of day. Change t-shirt time. Uh, and then we get our first Texas Chainsaw Bulb Flash with the noise from the first film, synonymous with this series. Sheriff has turned up at the crime scene at the hospital, and he says, this is evil, and it needs putting down. Yeah. <laughs> like a good Texas man would. Um, so, like, uh, yeah, sorry, meanwhile, Mrs. Carson finds out that a breakout happened, and she vows to find uh, Jed. And then the sheriff tells his people, you got to shoot first and let God sort it out later. <laughs> Again. Like a good Texas boy. <laughs> um, I'm really, really... All right, so here's the thing. I'm really excited at this point. Like I said, those first couple of scenes, I wasn't sure yet. It was fine. Uh, and then I liked the setup, but I didn't want to get into the hospital thing too much because I'm bored of hospitals. The breakout I enjoyed. I really enjoyed the sudden thing of, all right, we've got this group of kids now and they're heading out on this road trip and there's a shot where they're standing on a hill looking down at the barbecue and deciding to go in there. Um, and that's the moment where I was like, I'm really excited for this movie now. Like, I really <laughs> love this idea of these just rag bunch of kids. It's not like a Texas Chainsaw movie at all. No. <laughs> it's something completely different, but I'm into this, like, with a bunch of kids and one of them's... And my in my head, the trajectory I'm seeing is, okay, we're not paying much attention to Leatherface right now, because presumably all these people will die other than Lizzie. Um, he's going to have a weird relationship with her. And then he's going to suddenly come up at the end and there'll be like a real twist where he does, like he has a shift where he becomes really violent and he takes over at the end and does become the big bad kind of thing at some point. But because something happens to Jackson or something like that and, you know, he goes on a rampage, which is not what happens at all. But I'm completely in for that journey. Like I'm like, yep, I yeah. want to do this sort of natural born killers style you know road trip through the deserts and stuff um, what about you guys you lost interest yet or? no no I'm, I'm just trying to, I was waiting to see how this is all gonna play out like five friends on a road trip but they're not really five friends yeah <laughs> yeah forced friends forced breakfast friends breakfast clubby <laughs> yeah but it was also uh, funny to me that the dude, the brother from Game of Thrones, is there. And I'm like, this guy cannot do a southern accent. <laughs> yeah. I was still it most excited like, um, that they were coming into a public place. Yeah. So I was like, yeah. ooh, a restaurant with people who have no affiliation to the Sawyer family or this home that these kids were in. And that was cool. Yeah. Well, I feel like, I know, like we said, this is not right for the period, but I feel like we're in real life, which I'm really enjoying. 
Yeah. Like I feel like I get geography. I get, yeah, this barbecue. I think it's such a great idea to have this at this point in the movie. It clearly probably cost them. I doubt, I can't find how much budget this movie had. Didn't have much, clearly. Um, but this is smart to use your budget here in the middle yeah. uh, to give us suddenly a different location, lots yeah. of extras and some cool set pieces. Even though it's completely contrived. The idea that no one asks for help and no one like tries to run or anything is really ridiculous in this scene because we they yeah. go to this barbecue place. We have Jackson and Lizzie like on a date on one side <laughs> of the restaurant. And then we've got Sex Boy and Cigarette Girl recreating a scene from Pulp Fiction on the other side of the yeah. restaurant. Where was Bud? He's outside because he was too obvious. Yeah. Is he outside? They, they tell him that he's too slow, basically, so he can't come in because he'll mess it up. So he doesn't get to know, eat? Right? No, no food for Bud. That's rude. Uh. <laughs> Poor guy. And then Jackson Jackson starts telling uh, Izzy, Izzy? Lizzie, sorry. Lizzie. Uh, that he wishes Izzy. that they were just normal and that they were just there, like, you know, on a date, basically. And then he, and then he says, I wish I was someone else as well. Um, it's not great writing, but I really like that it's something different, like I do. Yeah. And I think he delivers it well. I really think yeah, he he's, it work. he's a pretty good actor. I was like, accent aside, yeah, he does a good job with the accent, but I thought he was doing a good job delivering the lines too. Those British yeah, actors. I, those British people. <laughs> Where's the thing? I'm liking him so far and I have a definite turning point yes. where I stop liking him. Uh, but I like him in this role for sure. Um. Yeah, so they're in this barbecue place. The sex boy and cigarette girl decide to steal a gun and basically start shit up um, for no real reason, just for fun. They just like mayhem. Well, no, they need to the steal. Burn. They need money and car keys. Yeah, but there are easier ways to do that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> they do it in a crazy, in a very crazy way. Yeah, the risk versus reward was not very high. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, so cigarette girl stabs the guy, grabs his gun, and then they get hold of a shotgun. Uh, and then she says, fuck, I love Texas. Yep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> While country music is playing. Is it always Sweet Home Alabama? Yeah. That's where all the budget went. Just playing this song 20 times. Just to confirm, Sweet Home Alabama is not in this movie. Don't get excited. It is in the other one. Yeah, the original reboot. Um, so then they rob the joint and Lizzie starts to run, but directly into uh, Bud, uh, who stops her. Sort of accidentally, is it? Or is it just out of confusion? I can't really tell. Yeah. Um, and then Sex Boy blows the head off of one of the wait- waitresses for no reason. He walks over to her, thinks about it, and then, yeah, blows the head off as Jackson's watching in fear and seeing just how crazy yeah. these kids are fucking love this scene i think it's so good it's it so is a cool stupid. shot where you're like behind no the bar sense. you don't see you don't see him actually yes. killing her you just see the blood splatter on him as the sh- yeah. the gunshot goes off it's pretty cool and this is what i mean about these french directors it's like it's stylishly shot it looks really cool we're getting the violence the impact of it but we don't have to see it all the time yeah, yeah. um and do you really feel i feel horrible like i really do when you're just like standing there and you don't know like what's he gonna do and you think is he gonna rape her as well because he's clearly that kind of guy and then he just blows her head off instead yeah it's, it's really nasty um and i like it a lot um yeah so then the sheriff 
turns out pretty quick. And I do like we keep going back to the cops and they they are really f- hard on their tail the whole time. Mm-hmm. And they find a survivor at the barbecue who tells him the style of car and the direction that he went in. Which So we then immediately cut to the kids having abandoned the car and it's a really cool shot up close to the car as it's kind of dollying past it. Mm-hmm. And they're walking off into some woods and pretty quickly come across a very rusty cal- caravan and send uh, Lizzie in to look inside. Really nice lighting in here. Nice, like, ribbons of color and stuff. And yeah, it was cool. I just, I, I really want to know how much budget they had because I really felt they used it. Yeah. Well, if Where it was, if it was low, I felt they used it well. Yeah. Because it looks great, this film. And it's clearly indie, but it's that kind of cool style indie. And it fits the era of the movie, the way they've color graded it as well. Yeah. It feels right for that era. Um,. Yeah, and then Sex Boy walks towards... He kind of oppressively walks towards um, Lizzie in a sort of sexual sort of manner. And then she steps backwards into a hole. <laughs> I guess I think, yeah, I think the rotting. floorboard just is rotting and falls out. Okay. And then she falls over into a dead body of someone who I think hung themselves yeah. in the toilet. With like chains? Right? It looked like chains were around their necks. Yeah, really weird. Uh, but she like she falls also, into th- them with her mouth. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. she ends up kissing him and mucus stretches from her oh. mouth to his. This is fucking horrible. Yeah, I was like, like also... really horrible. I was like, also, <laughs> how did you not smell the smell coming from that area? You wouldn't have, like, backed into you like, man, that fucking room stinks. I'm not going towards that one. Yeah. That's true. Maybe Sex Boy smells the same way. Yeah. That's true. Well, they, they acknowledge the smell there. right when they walk in, that it's like... Yeah. Oh, did they? But they okay. walk around as if it's like not a big thing, like not yeah. covering their mouths. They're just like, yeah. But it is. What is a big thing? I feel is this person and how they've cu- killed themselves or someone else has killed them. I feel like this is a nod to a different Texan film. Texas well, that's film. What I was assuming I like, like that was going to be anything. one of their locations. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't find anything. I thought that this must be something to do with something, but I can't find any information online yet. It's I thought it was like days. the ladies that lived in the trailer where what's yeah. name is trying to use their phone but yeah they, if there was two of them then it could have been a nod to that or something but yeah there's nothing here it's just yeah. this this is what happens in texas i guess dead people <laughs> in trailers trailer trash so weird um but a really cool prosthetic model that they've got here um yeah and that mucus really grossed me out so not much sorry. grosses me out with horror films that was horrible and then it, what, what's worse is your next scene, she doesn't wash it off and she's not trembling or freaking out. Like, I need to see her washing her mouth yeah. after that yeah. scene. I was like, this is not and sanitary. So much infection. You could get... Oh, there's a lot of infection yeah. in this. Yeah, seriously. Because then she goes into nurse mode and helps out Jed with his bullet wound. Uh, but not that much because he does seem to be continually bleeding out. Still yeah, he just keep, she just keeps saying, we just need to put pressure on it. And I was like, are you going to like take a bullet out are you gonna do anything to actually like sew his yeah, wound up yeah we don't see it take the bullet out do we or anything out no i think it exited out <laughs> so then night has fallen with a huge moon <laughs> fucking enormous it was um, big. bud is snoozing and i've written down here is he really the lead in this movie because <laughs> i'm kind of <laughs> confused and he but i kind of like it um, but I kind of like it. I kind of like this idea of our lead is taking a back seat for a more interesting story until his story is more interesting. And I have faith that it's going to come, basically. Um, and then Jackson uh, says to Bud while he's sleeping that he loves him and it's all sweet. And we're getting a kind of really 
hammering home the brotherly nature between them. Meanwhile, Cigarette Girl's having sex with Sex Boy. And we see her body's all scarred. Why are you shaking your head, Allie? She's definitely having sex. (laughs) Penetration is happening. I'm imagining what happens later on in their sex scene. Yeah, so we see her body, it's all scarred. It's a cool shot. She's like riding him on top of him and you see like, you know, the scar all over her breasts and stuff. And it's, mm-hmm. it's I don't know, like she's one, of, she for me is the most cliched character for sure because she's just a bitch for the whole film. But in this shot, you understand her a lot more. I don't know, like you see like that jealousy because yeah. up until this point, it's like she's been seeing me really jealous, but you're like, but you're really pretty and you seem crazy and he's crazy. Should work out, right? Yeah. <laughs> then in the scene, you see the clear sort of where her, how her upbringing must have been and like how hard it must have been for her and how she became, yeah, that bitchy, protective person of, you know, full of jealousy and rage. and Yeah. I don't know. It works really well for me. It's a cool way to have a sex scene, but with it meaning more and adding to characters at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what I didn't like so much... <laughs> is that they also have the dead body of the person who killed themselves in the caravan in bed with them and then she starts making out with it sticking her tongue in its mouth while she's getting fucked from behind by sex boy yeah this is is this too far or are you guys enjoying this it's too far man i'm like also that would Uh, smell a lot and you would be sick yeah i mean i'm still happy that they're they're really going for it and they're really just adding in a whole lot of fucked up elements yeah. that we've never seen before. It was really nasty. <laughs> it's too, it's just, this is a problem. Oh. Like they literally just made me understand her more and sympathize with her. And then she does this. And I'm and like, all right, like, I can't. Yeah. We're through. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a cool, I don't know. Like, I guess if you're a horror fan, this is a cool moment. I'm a horror fan, but this film's not trying to be this movie. Like it's not trying to be that, so I f- I feel it would be better without that those few shots in. I really do. Yeah. I think my my feelings for her and the scenes that come after this would be so much better if I hadn't yeah. seen that those few seconds. Yep. Uh, and then Sex Boy tries to convince Jackson that Lizzie knows where all the foster home addresses are. Um, and Jackson, she says she doesn't. And Jackson says that Bud is the only family that he wants. So Bud's on first watch. Lizzie wakes up in the middle of the night. He's pacing the perimeter. Uh, she quietly gets up and decides to sneak out. I feel like she's had plenty of chances to do this, but like, I, this is my problem. This is what I mean. Like, I genuinely, I really like this actress. I like this character. I don't understand a lot of her motivations. I don't, yeah. I don't know if things were cut, but in the writing, they're trying to juggle so many characters. She seems very to and fro with whether she wants to stay or whether she wants to go. And Yeah. I don't see a world where she'd want to stay. I don't. Tr- I was upset that to- she was trying to leave without Jackson and Bud. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Because yeah. she, in my too. mind, I was like, you easily could have quietly woken up Jackson. Bud's going to come if Jackson is going. And then you quietly sneak off. So when I saw her going by herself, I was like, you fucking bitch. <laughs> yeah, I started not liking Wait. her. But I, I like it because I'm like, yep, that seems way more realistic. Yeah, well, but in my mind, it would have turns, happened earlier. If she was feeling no, that way I this agree. whole time, it would have happened earlier. So now at this point, I'm like, she's sticking around because she likes them and she's formed a bond with them. Yeah, because in the diner, she could so, run and use the bathroom and just booked yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. That's what I mean. They're not writing her character in a coherent way. Uh, but 
at this point, I'm liking it in terms of she turns and looks at Jackson and you can see she thinks about it and then she goes, no, I'm better off on my own and runs off into... (laughs) She runs off into what I've only can put down in my notes is the Blue Forest from Texas Chainsaw 3. Yep. (laughs) Absolutely. I don't know if this is a purposeful callback to that. I'm guessing not. I don't think anything is ever a callback to Texas Chainsaw 3. It was also like the Narnia Forest in the reboot that comes out of nowhere. Yes. Yeah, so you're like that is nowhere near where you shot this film. You must, you know, have little clusters of trees in Texas. Like, come on. There are so many wides in that reboot, and you see no trees. It is all no, flat, open, plain land that forest it belonged works, to. It nowhere. works in this film. It works. This in film this is film. fine. There's some taller shrubbery going on, and we see them walk through trees to get to the caravan to begin with. Yeah, so. yeah. I'm just um, still upset about the reboot. <laughs> I'm just worried. I can tell. I'm just wondering if this is this is a callback to Texas Chainsaw Massacre three because Texas. There's been a film called Leatherface before, and it was Texas Chainsaw Massacre three. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if this is a nod to Benny. Yeah, two mm. films in the series being called Leatherface. Um, what I don't like about this is then she turns and fucking sex boys just there out of nowhere. Yep. There's, is there any way he could have known? Yeah, he must have booked it so fast at that caravan and in a forest she, you don't know what direction she's going in or yeah, when to be standing. Could smell she didn't though. make a noise could smell her face this really bothered me this really bothered me he starts to fill her up and then jackson comes out of nowhere as well yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, starts to beat him to the ground and then cigarette girl comes out of nowhere <laughs> with her shotgun and bud running up in the rear and yeah this just bothered me just like i liked i was really enjoying it i was liking liz getting out of there and then suddenly you just got everyone just turns up for a meeting in the forest out of nowhere it just seems stupid to me um and then cigarette girl keeps wanting to kill lizzie and there's no way that she wouldn't like the way that she is with people lizzie's dead yeah. at this point exactly but sex boys keep stopping her for, and he's got no good reason it's literally just because he wants to have sex with her I don't believe Cigarette Girl wouldn't kill her. Yeah. Exactly. He also just had a problem with her because he thought... Maybe that's why he's keeping her around. She, he thinks that she knows where his family is. No, he just wants to have sex with her, for sure. I don't know. Uh, that's 100%. That's then kill her and reason. he can have sex with her body. With the body. <laughs> like how you're thinking, Allie. <laughs> if like, like she hasn't proven useful to them up until this point, the only thing I can think of is he was just angry with her because he was convinced that she knows where his family is and that she's seen everybody's yep. files which would make sense yeah. if that's why he's keeping her around is you're gonna tell me i'm gonna torture you until you tell me no i agree i agree as soon as they said that line of dialogue i thought oh okay this is the road we're gonna go down it's him trying to get her to tell them and then they don't and i'm kind of happy because i didn't want to see that scene but at the same time it's like well then why even say that it's it's kind of you're not building enough they're just juggling too many things and they're doing a good job of it for the most part for me but yeah. they could have done a fantastic job of it if they'd focused on less things i think um but then he insults bud and then bud decides he's had enough so he follows sex boy and clubs him to the ground yeah. drags him out to a field Woo! and then makes him bite a rock and american bud, history x bud, style bud, yeah but <laughs> curb stumps the uh, motherfucker uh, yeah dude he curb stumped the <laughs> it's not we don't get it it's certainly not as impactful as american history x but this is cool and this is what i want this is where i'm like see this is what i wanted to happen leatherface Here is gonna start is taking over face. yeah 
And it's going to be the sort of gradual snapping of Bud as he becomes Leatherface. Um, yeah, I like this, and it's satisfying to see this absolute prick get killed. Um, and it's it's kind of cool, isn't it? Isn't it unusual in these films to see people you want to see die die? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then it's sunrise and cigarette girls looking for sex boy, um, and then we get the infamous line: "Maybe you should kiss my Texan ass." Yup. Yup. <laughs> Uh, and Bud's also disappeared. Lizzie wants to leave, but Jackson wants to find Bud before Cigarette Girl does. So they run around trying to find him, and then Jackson does find him, and he's all curled up, sleeping on the dead body of Sex Boy. I know. <laughs> I it's love like a, this. It's like a puppy. I do too. I'm like, oh, he is like a puppy. <laughs> is he? Look, so is he bleeding out? Is he wounded, or is he just? No, nah, this is where I want to sleep because it's comfy. I couldn't tell. Yeah, true. I he doesn't seem like he's in much pain after they get up and start walking again after this. So I wasn't assuming it was his wound. I just assumed yeah. it was like here I am and I just killed this guy. I'm just gonna lay down and go to sleep with him. Yeah, no, I agree. That's that's the interpretation which I like. So I'm gonna go with that one. Just like a simple decision. <laughs> yeah, I like that he's just comfortable. I like that we're showing who I think is Leatherface up at this point as a nice damaged person who suddenly has these really violent tendencies but they they seem to be at the moment towards horrible people yeah but it's just comfortable around death you and know? there's always a reason yeah yeah um yeah so then they leave and cigarette girl keeps looking but then she's suddenly found by a cop which is deputy sorrel played by finn jones this is another game of thrones uh guy um and he asks her where the others are and she says it's just her and sex boy why? Yep. Yeah. Why, 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 why? The, the old, because she hates Everyone Lizzie. else. Therefore, she hates Jackson because Jackson's tied to Lizzie. The only thing I can think of is that she hates law enforcement more because she has all this experience with, is name Hartman? Mm. So I was just like, maybe she's just like getting off on the fact that she's really fucking around with the law enforcement and she hates them and has an ex- yeah. um, a history with the other one the other cop that is the shittier one interesting yeah I but i still think she would have ratted them out yeah i feel she's i feel she's a self-preservationist i feel if she can like lead them off to thin out the cops so she got a better chance of escape by telling them where the others are then she would do it um, yeah so i i this was a very strange scene to me i felt like something had been cut even i didn't really understand what was going on um, but then the sheriff turns up, he knocks her down with the butt of his gun, the cops span out, and they bring in dogs, um, and the sheriff puts his thumb into her head wound, and she spits on him, yep. runs away, sc- screaming for help. Uh, we have Lizzie, and we have Jackson, and we have Bub watching from the grasses, and as the sheriff shoots Cigarette Girl. Um, yeah, and it's, it's like I say, if we hadn't had her making out with a dead body a few minutes ago... And we just had that reveal of her body. I would kind of feel a bit bad in this scene, you know. I would feel yeah. what I think we're meant to feel. Um, and yeah, I'm not at all. I don't really care about her. But it's a cool. It's nicely shot. It's a nice wide as she gets. Her, yeah, know, it was cool. And she has a good like head whip back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jackson, Bud, and Lizzie are nearby. They see the sheriff. Jackson knows him as bad news. Uh, Lizzie wants to go and get him because he's a cop, but Jackson warns her against it. Um, 
Cigarette girl then is having a. She's still alive. Uh, sheriff comes up over to her. Uh, she insults his dead daughter, and he blows her brain out immediate. Yeah, uh, sorry, the that's the child I was of, talking about. Yeah, yeah. Then the other cops are like professing disdain towards this, and then he just turns around and says, "It's justice, boy." <laughs> <laughs> he has some great. He has some great cop lines in this movie. So they shoot up the camper. Uh, while the kids run and then the four cops find the other dead body and go looking for the kids they don't seem weirded out by this either it's like oh it's another dead no. body in there seems to have been in there for a long time and they just leave oh well they just leave cigarette girl there yeah dead. yeah yeah they just leave cigarette girl in the field this dead body in a camper which is like whatever happens all the time yeah Texas. well we'll come back to it yep, yep. they're just uh, leave, but then, leaving a trail yep exactly of bodies <laughs> The dogs, speaking of a trail, the dogs are on their trail as they come across a rotting cow carcass, which is covered in maggots. Um, So the dogs and the cops uh, move past it, and then as soon as they're gone, they peer out of the animal. So we're going back to that original imagery, obviously, from the opening. Um, We're presuming, because they cut away, we don't see whose idea it is to get inside there. We're presuming it's going to be Bud, um, because we're presuming he is Jed. Yeah. Clearly, in retrospect, it's not. It's actually yeah. Jackson's idea. A um, couple of things. Well, three things with the scene for me. One, I love it because it sets uh, up them all looking all nice and bloody. And it's, you know, a cool, gory, weird thing to do. Mm-hmm. I hate it because I don't believe for a second that Lizzie would get inside that cow. She's just seen I don't seen believe cops. that the three of them would fit in there together. Exactly. I'm like, when yeah. did you Buzz have time to dig kid. up? <laughs> Yeah, also yep. if there's like a hole in the ground, when did they have time to dig a hole? Yeah. And with what? And, and, and where did they get the knife? And then when you get the reveal of them, why do they cut a hole in it to peer out of when they clearly got into it from yeah. an opening? Right. It's like well, uh, that, not... that was maybe just like a peephole to make sure the cops were one of them yeah, glory the holes. That you... <laughs> That's a bad glory I was assuming it's... they got in from underneath it. Sure, but then peek in, peek out from there. Like, I, but I, then if the cops were still around, the carcass would have lifted and they would have seen it move and they would have known that they were there. All right, all right. It all the people I'm fine <laughs> with. <laughs> sure. That made sense yeah, to the, me. H- how did it all the fit in The three of them in there together understand. did not make yeah. sense. Yeah. No. Also, all that um, fresh amount of blood. Yeah. Oh, man. It's, Ugh. it's fucking horrible. Yeah. Uh, on plus, a she's carcass. She's a nurse, so even though even if she's had them warned, because Jackson warns her, like, look, don't go and talk to the cop because he's a bad guy. He took all of the kids and put them in this place. They're like, yeah, but she's not one of them. Yeah. She's a nurse. Yeah. She's clearly able to say, no, look, I was just taken hostage. By the way, can you be nice to these boys? Or let the boys go, and she can go to the cops. There is no way she needs to be scared of these cops at this exactly. point in the movie. Um. And it's 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 another problem I have with this movie is like they're just doing all these cool things that I like, but in a contrived way. Like I don't believe these setups. Um, but I do like Lizzie coming out covered in blood. That's good blood application that went on there. Dude, seriously, they just like douse them. It's great, and it's all in lumps and places, and and it it feels you know she feels like a final girl here, like she's ready to be a final girl. Yeah. Um, and then she goes to a stream, throws up, and washes all the fucking blood off. Come on. Barely. <laughs> Keep it on. 
keep it on for the rest of the movie. She looks great like that. Um, but I do like you have an actual reaction to this. Unlike making out with a dead body, she does go and throw up and... Yeah. yeah. I mean, wash, I feel like they should have just started vomiting along the way, not just, oh, there's water here. I'm going to vomit. Oh, so, he vomit so into the water. Yeah. Bulgaria doesn't like you vomiting on their fields. Yeah. Not the um, crops. But, but then even more incredulous, the next scene, then they see a cop car going over a bridge ahead of them, and she runs after it shouting. Yeah. Which makes no sense. If you yeah, just no. hid in a cow carcass yeah. to get away from cops. But it's her breaking then- point. She just got out and is terrified. And- yeah. Yeah, it's dubious decisions made. The cop then shoots at Bud. Uh, so Bud kills him uh, in horrible, horrible way. Uh, and then the cop shoots Bud. And I have written down question mark, question mark. In the head? Leatherface dead yeah done is this have you realized at this point that he is not leatherface here's the embarrassing truth no No. (laughs) (laughs) so let me talk you through quickly what happened (laughs) okay uh, because we're gonna okay we're gonna get to this but we have bud dead and then in a few minutes we have jackson maybe dead and then lives in a car accident and yeah. I'm in love with this movie at this point. Yeah. <laughs> I like. I have no idea what's about to happen, and I love it so much. And I'm not trying to think too hard. Like I'm not trying to like piece together. It doesn't even occur to me that anybody else could have been Leatherface. I'm just presuming he's maybe he's not quite dead. They're gonna do like a shot part of his brain, and that's what makes him even more deranged or something. Or maybe he wasn't Leatherface, but I'm certainly not thinking Jackson is. I'm thinking maybe Leatherface is actually something completely different. And this has all been a ruse the whole time in a different way. And I just fucking love this. I think they're genuinely killing all three of our main characters. And we're going to go off on a completely different tangent. And I love it. Absolutely love it. (laughs) Because I'm too stupid to put together what's happening. That's a very hilarious... uh Wow, I felt like I said that very like that's a very hilarious outlook. <laughs> <laughs> but it was pretty funny. I wonder if I would have caught on if Justin hadn't been there to pitch his theory to me before. Yeah. Sorry. I don't know. No, it's fine. I'm a fine. detective when it comes to movies. That I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad I, I didn't know. think about it. Yeah. I kind of enjoyed just watching because the press stuff I've read afterwards, if they're setting up as like they were quite open about we're not telling you who Leatherface is if I went into this movie thinking that 100% it's Jackson if I know there's a mystery it's like well you're clearly pushing me towards Bud yeah it's got to be someone else who else can it possibly be it's got to be Jackson. Jackson there's no one else it could be like literally there's no else or it's else. Lizzie who's actually a man <laughs> yeah but if they're setting it up as a mystery then they failed but setting yeah. it up as a movie where you know nothing about it and you go into it they got me completely and and I'm happy about that to this point Mm. Uh, Jackson so but just before that happens Jackson's punching the cop to death for shooting Bud sure. um, and then smashes his face into a car door it's fucking he's off the hook yeah <laughs> and then Lizzie sense. tries to stop him and he just pushes her into the car and she starts starting the car it's like no she wouldn't no she wouldn't stick around I'm sorry I don't care how much she's got a crush on this boy she met I was assuming she, she was starting day, the car basically. and was trying to take off without him yeah that's what I thought too Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I thought I she was like, I'm all. in here. I'm going to be fast while he's still killing this other guy and drive off. Oh, I didn't get that at all, but maybe you're right. 
Because he jumps uh, in I, the car while it's moving. Yeah, I just felt like she was trying to help him get a quick getaway, but uh. maybe you're right. Because she doesn't profess when he gets in. She doesn't scream at him or try and push him out or anything like that. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. I guess you can read it either way. Um, yeah, they drive off, leaving the bodies of the cop and Bud in the middle of the road. And Jackson doesn't trust her anymore because she's shouted after that cop car. And who can blame him? Because she's been wildly inconsistent with character yep. <laughs> interactions. Uh, but then the sheriff comes driving up behind them, shooting away. And he hits Jackson right in the face. Um, and Lizzie in the shoulder and she flips the car. Cool effects on Jackson's face here. Like, yeah. Give, giving him that Joker smile kind of thing. When he turns yeah. to look at... Honest to God, I'm loving this movie right now. Like, who I think <laughs> the face has died. He gets... Jackson gets shot in the fucking face. It's cool effect and he turns to look at her. She panics and screams. The car flips. Blacks out. I'm like, this yeah. is great. Yeah, that, that was intense. It was like a crazy old school gun shootout. Ended horribly. Yes. I've written down, where do we go from here? That's so funny. <laughs> Oh, I wish um, we had watched this together. Although then you would you would have found out early that Jackson was Leatherface. Yeah, yeah. and you'd be like, Jackson "Oh, gosh. ruined everything for me." Sorry. Uh, Why you gotta be so, so smart? I'm literally I'm I'm so in the dark. It's night and it's raining. Liz wakes up. She's handcuffed inside the sheriff's car. I've no idea what's gonna happen. I'm quite excited. Uh, someone's ringing through on the cop car radio. She picks it up and talks to Good Boy Cop, as I call him, which is Deputy <laughs> Sorrel. Um, and, and she tells him she sees line. an old barn that might collapse and he says Justin where you at I girl I can't remember what he said where are you at girl oh yeah yeah that's right, <laughs> that's right. we like both started cracking up right when he said that I'm surprised the entire well, theater didn't erupt in laughter yeah well, he says that, but then she tells him she's in this old barn that might collapse, and then he says, "Stay put, darling." Yeah, stay put. Like, not even a good. And this is only one Where barn. you at, girl? Yeah. To where you stay at, girl? put, darling. And he, and he, and he tries to do it in a smooth, like Texan accent or Southern accent, but he can't, and he just sounds like this guy's like, "Where you at, girl?" I don't think not you can say smooth. the sentence "Where yeah, you at, girl?" in a Southern accent. <laughs> Where you at, girl? Where you at, girl? Where you at? He just went. Where you at, girl? He doesn't. Yeah, it was like the beginning of a hip hop song. But he knows where she is, as if there's only one barn in Texas. Yeah, (laughs) it's so funny. Um, and then the sheriff reveals to her that Jackson is actually Jed, but Jedediah, however we're saying it, Sawyer. And he's got him hanging up from a chain in the same spot that his daughter died. Um, and I'm immediately disappointed a little bit, but also like, oh, all right, I didn't see that coming. And it's moving quick enough that I don't have much time to think about it. Uh, you two obviously already know this by this point, so you're reaffirmed with your beliefs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, the other cop turns up at the Sawyer's house and he talks to Mrs. Sawyer and we find out he's not good go- a good guy cop. Uh, he tells them where her boy is and they have some arrangement. She goes to pay him, but then they stab him instead and feed him to their pigs. Silly I enjoyed man. the pig prosthetics. You enjoyed them? You, you get the pigs eating him. I kind of like it. You just get these big old pig yeah. prosthetics. Just going, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, also, <laughs> I wish they would never attack effect. that fast. They would like smell. He would be able to get away. Oh yeah. No, they jump yeah. on it. 
yeah. Maybe yeah, yeah. They're, fat, they, they're fat boy aggressive pigs. They have been raised as these blood crazy blood, cannibalistic blood. pigs. Yeah. <laughs> Although That's I guess true. can yeah, you call yeah. them cannibals I'll, 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 if they're pigs? Yeah. No. No. They'd have to no. be eating pig to be cannibal. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, I can I'm fine with all this and we're getting back, we're kind of looping back into oh okay, we're getting into Texas Chainsaw again. Because we've been out of Texas Chainsaw, I feel, for a long time. And now we're getting back into it. Um, and then the other soys turn up. We have the Mother Verna turns up, uh, where the sheriff's got her son hanging up. And another one who seems to be dressed like Jason from part two. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, whoa, Jason's here. What the fuck? <laughs> and at that point, honest to God, for a second there, I thought, is this all like a little nod? And was this all? And I had to think for a second, did anyone die in a caravan in Jason part two? Because I thought for a second they were going to try and tie in all of these franchises in a non-canon way. Yeah. Uh, but no um, and then someone else turns up and ambushes the sheriff because for some reason he doesn't kill them immediately this angry sheriff boy who will shoot anything doesn't shoot this family who are obviously surrounding him and tricking yeah, him I would have just started yeah. shooting away man like what? he would just kill them what? no hesitation yeah <laughs> I would have um, shot her in the leg and what? then I would have turned around <laughs> try to shoot the other dude in the in the gut but the mom yep. would have shot on the leg and be like, you're going to watch me do this. <laughs> you like, should be a Texan cop. Yeah, also because she showed up with a chainsaw. One. Like, Number what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's bullshit. It's, yeah. It doesn't make sense. He would have killed them. Um, but then they pull Jed out and they go back to the soy farm and they sew his mouth back t- together. Yep. Um, and his mother then puts a muzzle on him to try and hold his mouth together until it's healed up. So... You're shaking your head here, Ali. Is oh. that not real? S- what? <laughs> You're not happy with this? No. It's not a cr- she loves her son so much. She's married into money. I, I skipped over that because we never find out who the husband is. She's apparently yeah. married into money. Yeah. Wow. She seems to have smarts on her and she oh. definitely cares for her children. And I like that. She would take him to a fucking hospital or at least to like a friend who's a doctor or something. I don't something. think she would. What I don't I buy is that is he doesn't know her. And he's like this good little oh, boy. Yeah. I'm sure whatever memories he has of his childhood are bad. Which is why he tells... Mm-hmm. What's his face? Ack, Isaac, earlier. No, I have no desire to meet my family. So why would he be sitting there yeah. letting his mom sew his face and put a fucking harness on it? Yeah, we're, we're, there's literally a flip of the switch with this character. And yeah. it's as soon as yeah. Bud dies... He becomes enraged, Leatherface boy. And yeah. then as soon as he gets shot in the face from that point onwards, it's just, oh, he's just a subservient part of the Sawyer family again. And I don't, I can't tell if they're trying to show that he got brain damage or something and he's just like really slowed down his mechanisms from that his car crash. His shot was like on his jaw. It was on both sides. I know, but maybe from the sense. car crash. Oh, maybe. It was like, like how did both sides? But again, like, it's one of those things they're not giving us information and I feel it's kind of easy to. All you need to do is just show something like from the car or one light sentence of, oh, oh you poor boy, like, you know, from the, you know, from that car wreck or whatever. Or like have, yeah, yeah have blood like coming brain, from yeah. the top of his head or something. Like shave half yeah. the side of his head to show that it had to be stitched. Yeah. Yep. That would have been yep, dope. Yep, yep, yep. Um, but no, we get this muzzle put on him. We have a very forced transformation basically into now you are Leatherface. Um, meanwhile, Lizzie's untying herself and she's with the sheriff who's still alive as well. And she helps him walk out. They're in the house. They're 
sneaking around. They find all the skulls and bones hanging everywhere, hiding in the kitchen. They find some pig parts. And, and then the mother suddenly realizes they're gone. So they head for the front door and they're captured again. And she calls out to Jed, who's now armed with the chainsaw. He wasn't ready to use it the first time in the movie when he was five. <laughs> Is he ready now? Uh, and he's very quickly here just put on the Leatherface demeanor. He's walking in that slow manner, head hung low. It's, yeah, it's like we say, like, if there's an explanation for this, where something happened to his brain, maybe. But I just don't also buy that the family wants him to be this monster in this way. Like, it's just so, it feels so forced. It's like, you've got to become this iconic horror character. Here are your accessories. Off you go. Yeah. Yeah. I buy that they want him to be like that. I don't buy that he's okay. already ready for it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm just... I don't know. It's like I said at the beginning, I don't... I like her, Verna's character too much. I don't believe this setup. I don't. I don't believe that she's... Encouraged. I believe it if it's a necessity. You know, if someone's interfering with their family, I just don't believe it in this way. Yeah, um, yeah. that's fair. There's some cool music cues here, I should mention. Like, the music's been pretty innocuous for most most part of the film. It hasn't stood out in either way, but there's some cool bits here that I liked. Um, so he chainsaws through the sheriff's hands and fingers, which is pretty nasty. You really see them coming. Oh yeah, right that was super gnarly. Yeah, and then goes right into his chest as everyone watches, and Lizzie's yeah. just screaming. I don't know why she saved him though. She should have just left on her own. Yeah. Yeah, she's like, "What were you gonna do?" With you me? Gonna and he's do? like, yeah. "I don't know." She's like, "That's a good answer." I know. I'm just like, <laughs> I'll take you, with you know me. what you're gonna do? You're gonna kill everyone, dude. Well. Yeah. Seems the same of everyone with Lizzie. It's like, why are you here? Oh, you're here because you're meant to be the final girl. No one really has a le- legitimate reason for keeping her around. What and that's what I mean. That's what frustrates me. Because she's a great character. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. And again, if if she had freed Jackson, sorry, Bud at the beginning, then she'd have more reason to want to be on the run because the police would be after her as well, you know? Yeah. Um, or or killed someone who was, you know, like, like maybe she killed the doctor when he's like trying to do something in that breakout or something. I don't know, just something to give her a real to reason tie for this. Her too. Yeah. Um, but she does break free and then runs to the front door and then back into Texas Chainsaw Three Blue for forest territory. Um, and she's chased by chased by our Leatherface now Jackson, um, who stands over her in the forest yeah. with his chainsaw. Uh, the mother comes up behind him. So we've got Lizzie on the floor, him standing between them. The mother... So here's what I like about this scene. The mother just says, look, nobody messes with our family. And then she doesn't really incite him anymore. I was all ready for this long, protracted, annoying scene. But she doesn't really say anything else. She just watches. Lets him make up his own mind. And Lizzie's the one who's trying to convince him not to kill her. And you can see him start to warm up to it and come round to it. And the mother looks sad. And I really like that. I really like the mother sort of trying to let him make his own decision. And she sees he's still leaning towards the girl. And not the family. And you can see the sadness in her. And, and any... I don't know if... I think it's a combination of direction and the actor. But in any other iteration of this film... She's just a crazy lady screaming and looking angry. Killer, killer. Yeah. And you don't get that here. Like she seems like a real mother. And she seems sad that her son's not making the decisions uh, that she wants him to. Um, so I should mention that she got trapped in a bear trap, and that's why she can't, she can't move. Yeah, that bear trap part's kind of important. 
yeah, yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, but she does seem to be getting through to Jed as his mother's watching, and then she suddenly says it's your crazy mother, and in a split second, takes her head off. Jason Voorhees style. Yeah. Uh, fucking, I, I loved it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely loved it. I love, like, I genuinely didn't know which way he was going to go with this. Uh, didn't know if they're going to try and set up a sequel where he's still not quite with the family yet, but he's becoming, you know, Leatherface or what was going to... And I fucking love it. It's just a split second, just a, and it's just done. Just takes her head yeah. off. Cool, looks cool effect. Um, yeah, really does it for me. It's like a final moment, and then the mother's all happy about it. Uh, what I don't like about it is just the family. I just find it stupid and annoying, and this setup just pisses me off. And, and I really don't like him as Leatherface. I really, 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 really don't like him as Leatherface. We get these close-ups of his eye, and he just looks like a little teenage boy and doesn't he looks like he's trying to act mean yeah and show conflict and i'm not feeling it like yeah. at all there's there needs to be a deadness in there and it's just like i don't know i just don't like how he's playing this part yeah um then he screams and mama tells him how proud she is of him and then the next morning we get to see the whole process as they clean up the mess with body parts and burning clothes and stuff uh and we get a call the it's over it's over now song playing which is nice get some character in there and meanwhile jed is sewing together his first face which is of course lizzie's face um and then he puts it on and then puts some lipstick on as well looks at himself in a fractured mirror and then breaks the mirror even more than it's already broken which is pretty broken yeah <laughs> yeah credits it's the end of our movie yeah dun, dun. the ending was kind of just meh didn't make sense the for him ending. To, be, to be the way he was. Yeah, there's a lot of jumps here at the end. Like, we have to see all this stuff. And unfortunately, they showed all this stuff in the trailer. So they showed him holding up that skin to the light and all of this stuff. I do really, really like that his first face is hers. That it's someone that he was in love with. And that to be close to her, he's like using her face. And then it makes sense with like the lipstick and where he gets that side of his personality from. Mm-hmm. But I just don't believe it at all in this rust end of a journey with him. It's It doesn't work for me to see Jackson turn from... They've been so desperate to not let me think it's Jackson and it worked for me. I didn't think it was him because how could it? He's clearly not Leatherface. Yeah. Whereas Bud, I could completely believe. Bud is a nice, fucked up, horrible person in all the right ways. Jackson is not. Um, so when it does finally turn, it feels forced and just doesn't work. At all for me. Yeah. I agree. I, I think that it was too rushed. I think it's hard because I, like, Justin and I talked about this leaving the theater a little bit. Um, and Justin, you had the idea of it would have been way more powerful and more believable if somebody else had killed Lizzie and Jackson exactly. had seen it happen just to push him over the edge even more. So he sees Bud get killed is really really upset and starts losing his mind and then he's still trying to protect lizzie also sees lizzie get killed starts to lose his mind even more and then i could see it's more believable coming from it at that angle that he is slowly being driven more and more to insanity and believing his family's mantra of no one messes with us we stick together other people are bad yeah and he's just and seeing yeah, all of that cool. displayed in front of him yeah, I'm a bit more uh, sympathizing for him. Um, yeah, I think that's cool. I would. Sorry, go on, Justin. 
Oh, no. I was just going to say, because you're supposed to kind of like him and root for him, but with him doing the stuff that he kind of did, you're just like, meh, you're a bad guy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to actually... I, 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 I hadn't thought about it in a way, but I'm going to jump on top of that and that I... Um, I don't like the family in these films. I never have. I like Leatherface in it. They've always seemed desperate to get Leatherface to be his own villain like Jason and everyone else. And for me, this would work. Like, this would work as a good origin. I don't know if the actor's the right one for it because I think he works as the character Jackson, but not when you know it's Leatherface. Going back and watching it, he's too pretty and just too nice and just, I don't know. He's not quite fractured enough. But if you just added in a little bit more fracturedness to him, if you just show that, yeah, he hurts his head, in that car crash not to the point where he's mute like he is for the rest of this movie but where he's definitely like it's changed his brain a little bit and then yeah if you put him in that situation where he's back at that table again we're back at the beginning of the movie only now it's lizzie tied up there and they're encouraging him to kill her and he still can't do it i think that's great justin and then someone else in the family does it and then he goes berserk and like picks up the chainsaw and kills his family that's what I would, I would have been like, awesome. Get him to then kill oh, the yeah. family. Yep. Then he takes her skin, takes her face, puts it on. And the last shot is him like walking out of the house, burning it or something. Yeah. And you don't know where he's going to go next. You don't know what's going to happen. All right. So we're redoing this, the series. But then the, the <laughs> only issue, I would love that too. I think that's even better than the cops killing her is if it's his family and then he then kills his family. The only issue is then that it's not a prequel to the original story because he has the family yeah. in that's true yeah but fuck that <laughs> like fuck continuity <laughs> i agree in the i think that would be an awesome ending but just set up they just need to set up a new series and i don't know if this is i mean there will be another texas chainsaw film for sure but whether it'll be tied to this one or not who knows who knows um yeah like i said they, they've put in a few nods in here to both of those films and they put in some nods to the texas chainsaw 3d the one little easter egg i could find which i didn't notice uh, but it's in the credits, so people talked about it. I think it's one of the cops. I haven't gone back through to try and find him. But there's a guy credited as Ted in this movie who's played by a guy called Julian Kostov. Um, you can find him on the IMDb. And his second name is Ted Hardesty, which is he is the father of Sally and Franklin from the first ah. Texas Chainsaw Massacre film. Um, and he is in this movie. Um, so they try and tie in the whole like their family being there at that point when they you know got the house and stuff and why they end up going back there um but yeah apparently they had a different scene written for him that was going to tie in even more but they couldn't afford to shoot it for budgetary reasons um so there we go the last in our current series we're at the end of our journey i'm kind of sad or the start of the journey (laughs) i will say after watching i was ready for more it's like i want to watch more Leatherface. You want more Leatherface? If it's, as, if it's as ambitious as that one was, because like it or hate it, and we're about to find out, and I really can't tell yet with you guys where you're going to fall on the fence, um, it was ambitious, you know? It was trying to do something more adult with it, and I would just like to see more, yeah, ambitious versions of this story told. So, guys. Yes. It's that time. Are you ready? Yeah. Uh, Justin, let's have you first. Right. Do you recommend this movie to people? How much did you like it? What were your problems? Overall thoughts? And just what, where do you want it to go from here? Um, I did like it. I did like it. I mean, there's some things you could fix, but it was a little bit more... You know, they, they lost the comedy aspect for sure, and they were more focused on 
the gore drama. Um, I liked, I did like Jackson. I like, I think there was a lot of potential for him to be a leather face. I mean, if they ended it the way that we just talked about, I think it would have been like a home run. Um, just some of the, the, the family aspect still, it, it's just not clear. And I don't like the family. Like you said too, they're just not the best of people. Um, I think losing, getting rid of them and just focusing mainly on Leatherface would have been, would have made it, uh, way more better. Um, what was the other part of the questions? Which you wanted to go next? And do you recommend it? Overall? Uh, would I you say to someone they should watch this film? Do yeah, they have to watch see another Texas Chainsaw? Um, I, I say don't watch this film first because if you do, then you're not going to want to watch the other ones. Um, <laughs> and. Where do I want to see it to go? Space. Always space, man. Space. <laughs> That's your answer for every series. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to go for space. Like it if it were on Mars. Yeah. And you hated Jason X. <laughs> yeah. I think I would want to see it maybe more isolated on, like, I'm trying to think, like the first one where it was just, you don't know what he is or who he is and he just kind of pops up and it's kind of like you're stuck in a, uh, a maze or a labyrinth and you're trying to find your way out mm, mm. yeah so maybe a more okay. close quarters takes more claustrophobic yeah. allison how do you feel about this movie i really like this movie and i i saw reviews and i saw like rotten tomatoes just everybody shitting on it going in so maybe that's why mm. i was pleasantly surprised um but they're I mean, there are things that make me unhappy. Most of them are the things at, that we just talked about with the ending. Um, I love that they involved people other than the family and the main group that the family's going to kill. I love that it took it to a public place. I love that it involved fucked up characters, like other fucked up characters, because that's just inciting way more drama that you don't expect with a series that you are so familiar with, especially when they all follow the textbook that was created from the first few um yeah i still really like it and i would still recommend it even though the ending pisses me off there are more things that make me happy about it than make me upset so i think it's good hmm. that's great i didn't expect that <laughs> I didn't well i came home that. and yeah. i justin and i also didn't really discuss whether we liked it or not other than we talked about like ideas with the ending and that was about it. So I wasn't really sure. I got, I came home and Laudan was like, how was it? And I was like, I actually, I kind of liked it. <laughs> Which surprised me. Have you been conditioned, me. do you think, from six Texas <laughs> Well, that's the other thing is I'm like, am I saying I like it in comparison to the other Texas Chainsaw movies? Or do I just like mm -hmm. it as a movie? Because <laughs> compared yeah, to the other movies. Yeah. Film. yeah. But I don't know. I liked it. If you're, I mean, I think if you're a horror fan, you should see it. And where do you want it to go next? A, co a comedic musical. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> the musical is just, what I want just more. Just like told, like this one was way different than the other ones have been. That one would just fuck shit up. It'd be awesome. <laughs> that is true. That is I would love it. Uh I'm picturing it in my head. There's a Japanese just, movie called Happiness of the Katakuris, which is like this zombie musical. <laughs> it's kind of like Heidi, but as a musical with zombies. And in my head, that's what I would be. 
Um, yeah, as we went through this film in this review, it's really kind of crystallized a lot of the problems that I have with this movie. And there are a lot of problems, I think, with this movie. Like, the opening is pretty rote. I'm not really into it. Um, the characters just aren't defined enough or really reasons. Everything's kind of forced why people stay together, why people aren't killing each other, why people are killing each other. Everything feels well written in that it's balanced well to, to give us the information we need, but not enough to necessarily make me believe or care as much as I feel I should. Um, but when I was watching it, Really, it was only once I realized Jackson was uh, Jed and you get that finale section that I stopped liking the movie. Like, I had a few problems for sure, but I was really enjoying myself all the way through up until that point. And then for me, that was so aggressively just over the top and annoying and forced that it really put me, it left me with a bad taste in my mouth. Which they kind of win me back with, with the very, very cool way that he kills um, Liz at the end of this film and just how sudden that is. And uh, yeah, I like this kind of symbolism of him wearing her skin at the end. But I just really hated Jackson as Leatherface. I liked Jackson as Jackson and I liked Bud as Leatherface and I would have been very happy with that. I don't know if I needed that twist or not. Uh, It did get me, so it was kind of cool, but... I think if they'd just been... It's weird because I'm happy they're ambitious. I want them to be more ambitious. I like films to be ambitious and fail rather than being safe and succeed. But but I kind of wish they'd been slightly less ambitious and just focused on the good things that they already had in this film. And the good things that they had, in my opinion, is a great cast. Like the best cast we've had in the Texas Chainsaw film, without a doubt, in my opinion. Um, I think the Texas Chainsaw reboot has a solid cast as well. But I think everyone here plays stuff really well, and I think a lot of that's also down to direction. I think these guys, I've loved all of their films so far. I've had problems with all of them as well, but they manage to ratchet tension in a cool way for me. They use violence in a cool way for me, and they direct people uh, in more. Just It just feels real. It just feels much, much more real. Um, I really, really like Lily Taylor in this movie a lot. I think Verna gives a level of gravity to the family that i wish all of the texas chainsaw films had um and i really really like vanessa grass in this role a lot as a lizzie i just was frustrated i didn't get more of her character um from the writing point of view uh because i think she's a great final girl and she was one of those people i watched and it made me take attention of her um in terms of just you know like not scream queens necessarily but people who make good you know interesting final girls and what else they might be doing and i went and checked out her imdb i actually tweeted her last night and she favorited my tweet what'd you say um huh what'd you say i said you want to know what i said yeah i said what did i say um i said one second sorry 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 so many tweets i'm just so popular can't even does you tweeting a lot make you popular or does that just mean you yeah. have, have a lot to say <laughs> and you think everyone wants to read it uh yeah, just sh- shut up <laughs> uh, <laughs> wait, wait 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 where is it there it is uh i just said hey i just wanted to say that i thought you gave a grounded intense and vulnerable performance in leatherface and i really enjoyed it um how nice 
I then reached out to her and asked her if we could interview her for the end of this podcast series, but she has yet to reply. How rude. Because <laughs> they're all British and they're all here, so I was like, why not? Yeah. Um, so if for some weird reason you're listening, please come and be interviewed. <laughs> because I want to get to do that more with the series. I've noticed a few podcasts do that where they manage to get people in from the old films and, and chat to them a bit about it. Um, and I would like to. I have a lot of questions with this movie that I genuinely would like to know more than most of the others. So... Uh, I would enjoy talking to people who made this film. Um, so yeah, I would recommend this movie. If I'd recommend it to someone who's not into Texas Chainsaw, I don't know because I think part of the reason it worked for me so well is that it was really subverting my expectations yeah. from a Texas Chainsaw film. Um, but I really liked this film. And if it wasn't for the end of it, for a lot of the movie, I was sitting there going, wait, is this my favorite Texas film? <laughs> That's genuinely what I was thinking for a lot of this movie until I got to the end of it. And I was like, nope, it's not. Uh, but it is unique, I think, amongst all of them. I think it's the most mature out of all of the Texas Chainsaw films. Yeah. And the most ambitious um, from a narrative point of view. It's not going to work for everyone. I know a lot of people hate it. It's not what a lot of people want from the Texas Chainsaw films. I get that. Um, but I would highly recommend checking it out. And I'm frustrated it didn't get a proper release. Where I'd like you to go next is if these directors are in control, I'd love to see a trilogy done by them because I'd like to see some follow through on yeah. the Texas Chainsaw films. We've never had that. So I'd love to see a creative team that I like continuing their ideas forward. Um, as long as they recast Jackson and get out of the teenage years. <laughs> uh, but otherwise, yeah, otherwise I just want to see a fun popcorn bubblegum version of this where it's just all the kind of slasher cliches basically but having fun with it musical this, this series musical yeah. Yeah. i may not go that far quite as far as you guys but yeah what if john r butler um, writes the musical oh i feel that's basically yeah for some reason i can see texas chainsaw 2 redone as a musical um but yeah i have, <laughs> I have stuff to say about that film but we'll get back to it in our next week's podcast so yeah, I mean, for me, a big surprise. I wasn't. I was expecting this movie to be shit. I was expecting it to be really bad, even though I trust these directors. Big surprise for me. I'm so happy that you guys found something to enjoy in it as well. Um, so next week, we will be back with our wrap-up episode where we're going to talk through the entire series. We're going to pick out our favorite kills. We're going to pick out our favorite versions of Letterface, our favorite final girls, some moments and memories, reminisce. Um and all that fun stuff. If you head over to wearegeeks.com, wearegeeks.com, then you can branch out to all of our podcasts every single Friday. We have a horror channel podcast going up. We've also done Friday 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, and Facing the Body Snatchers. Then one after this is going to be Child's Play. Um, and we've done some non-horror ones, Danny Boyle as well, and things like that. We have a regular Geeks podcast that goes up every single Tuesday where we talk about games and topical movie news and fun and if you're on weirdgeeks.com you can also branch out to our official social medias you can email us on that site or if you don't want to go to the site for whatever weird reason just email us at mail at weirdgeeks.com mail at weirdgeeks.com um i've been your host on everything as mr al white oh sorry also on weirdgeeks.com you can branch out to our publisher weirdtessolate.com production company run out of la london and tokyo and we're making our first feature films right now and you can learn all about our own feature films uh, including Starfish and some other announcements. I'm working on a horror film right now that I'm excited about. Uh, we'll talk about that on the weekly podcast and on our websites. Yeah, I'm on the social medias with Mr. Al White. Allie. 
you can find me on Twitter where I'm inactive. And you can find me on Instagram where my username is Ali Sue. Puppies. Puppies. And there's no there's not really Justin. puppies on my Instagram. <laughs> uh I T S R A D L E Y. It's Radley. Come find me. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> all right, uh, all right, all right. Thank you guys so much for joining me on this. I've been honestly I've really it's a series I was scared of getting into and I kinda dreaded it and I've had a great time. And you've both <laughs> made it easy. So, so You're thank welcome. you, thank you. We'll be next we'll You're be welcome. next Friday. No, we'll be back we'll next be Friday. We'll be next Friday back. We will be next Friday back. And we're <laughs> out. Geeks. Geeks. Bye.